Welcome to the Sportsify Podcast for Wednesday, September 22nd, 2021, with your hosts, Matt Novak and Grant Hawker. Welcome in, everybody. We are pumped for another episode of Sportsify. Coming off an awesome weekend of NFL football week two, college football in full swing, getting that third game in for most teams right now. Uh, the MLB playoff race is heating up right now. It has been an absolute awesome uh, just firestorm of teams uh, winning games. Uh, the Cardinals are hot. We're going to touch on that in a little bit. Uh, you've got the race for the NL West getting crazy tight. Uh, Dodgers and Giants going into today's games. This is we're recording on Tuesday, September 21st. Uh, they were one game apart. And so we're going to check in on those races tonight. See what's going on there. We got a lot to get to. A lot happened this weekend. Um, and we're going to hit a whole bunch of stuff. Again, I'm Matt Novak. I got Grant Hawker with me. Jameson DeFore on the third mic. Uh, and before we dump, jump into reactionary stuff, welcome back, Grant. Uh, again, we did not miss you, but welcome back. <laughs> yeah, I definitely felt the love. I recorded the podcast right before my plane uh, on my way home, and I definitely felt the love and the boldness of the trash talk that you guys had with, without me to defend myself. I don't, I don't <laughs> think we really hold back when you're here, but that's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair, but there's, but, but there's no disagreements. I'll say that. There's, there, there's, no, there's no opposing view when you say that you don't miss me or... I guess I can't think of anything specific. I definitely but. disagree. I, I I picked the Colts against the Seahawks. We talked about that, yeah. um, you know, and and I, I I we disagree a little bit, you know. Yeah, um, well, we definitely disagree yeah. on on what we feel the outcome is going to be in certain things. Sure, and uh, we're gonna we're definitely we're definitely gonna have some of that today. Well, yeah, I mean, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll definitely uh, say I definitely did not miss you guys as I was sitting on 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 nice beaches snorkeling. I definitely didn't miss you guys either. So we can throw heavy crap at him in here, right? That's okay. Yeah. Nice okay, vacation, I mean. <laughs> sunsets on the beach. It was great. Sick of mourner. <laughs> uh, for those of you that haven't heard that before, Jameson's dog, uh, Warner, is always hanging out with us as we're recording. He's attached. Uh, so. Warner, Warner's pretty chill, though, so the sick of mourner didn't go real far there, unfortunately. Nope. Um, but again, we do got a lot to get to today. Uh, glad to have us all back in the room, uh, whether we want to admit that or not. Um, <laughs> We had big games across the weekend. I almost called something awesome. Alabama won by two points against Dude. Florida. I was this close. I was pretty nervous for Ooh. my, if for any reason, just the pride of my pick'em. Really, I, mean, I have no but, investment. But who, at the end of the day, who cares about the pick'em? If Alabama loses, yeah. oh, I, I mean, I don't happy. care about Bama at all. If Bama loses, yeah. cool. If, but if I, Bama I loses, win, we should so. all get automatic five points. Or something like yeah, that. Just, just give ourselves yeah. points for yeah. no reason. That, yeah. that works. I mean, as long as it's an even, like if we're all getting the five points. Sure. If you pick Bama to win and they lose, you just lose the whole week's okay. worth of pick But if... <laughs> or you just lose happiness and joy. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I picked Bama to lose and I missed it by a little bit. I feel like if I would have got Bama right, though, if I would have, if I would have got that game right, that, I mean, you guys can have your five points, I but I get like at least 12. Um... Fair. No, that almost happened. Uh, kudos to Florida for playing a tough game. Uh, you would have loved to see him pull it out there at the end. Um, we'll get some college football in a moment. NFL Week 2 did not disappoint at all. 
um, eight or are we were we at nine? Uh, no, eight of the games, eight of the games ended as one score games in the second week. That's crazy. Uh, lots of good football. I uh, in in terms of uh, I what's going on in, with teams' records, we got seven undefeated teams left in the NFL. Uh, lots of teams at the one-on-one marker, but we have seven in, left in the NFL. And and I would just like to state the obvious um, that if you're following the NFL, you know this. We we picked one division to be absolutely awesome this year, yeah. Uh, and that is the the division that carries all three of our favorite teams: the 49ers, Seahawks, and the Rams. And right now, three out of those four teams are undefeated: uh, the Cardinals, Rams, Jameson. Right now, the is just 49ers. smiling at me. Uh, I know you're not saying anything, <laughs> but also in the end, we'll get to that in a moment. All the all oh, yeah. also oh, in yeah. the NFC, the Buccaneers and the Panthers still undefeated. I little surprising with the Panthers, um, but uh, good on Sam Darnold. Got it done this week. We'll get into that in a moment. Uh, the Buccaneers, no surprise to anybody or two and oh, um, two shockers, though, on the other side. You ready for this? Oh, I, know. I, I mean, the the Raiders and the Broncos. Well, those the, are shockers. And. The bigger thing for the Raiders is that they beat the Ravens in this Steelers. Yeah. Like those like two not, teams they, they should have lost to by double digits if you're looking at the oh, schedule. 100%. Yeah, like I'm just like I was like, "Oh yeah, they're going to they're going to drop the they're going to go to 0 and 2. That's what they're going to do." And they win those games. I mean, yeah, the the Ravens game, you guys talked about it last week. The Ravens Raiders game, that was just chaos all the way right. through. But right. that but the win against the Steelers was like they it was an impressive win. Yeah. It was an impressive win. Derek Carr, I think, has the most passing yards currently. He does. He's, He's like over 800 yards. Yeah. 820 something. And nobody else yeah. is over 700. I think yeah, well, Kyler's like 689 or something. Yeah, Kyler's yeah. second. So, so it's not even close. He's putting up yards, um, playing really well, which I think, you know, I mean, we were definitely on the record saying that, you know, he's Derek Carr is the definition of mediocre. We, yep. That, that's what we still both said. Still believe it. That's still believe fine. it. But two games he, in, I still believe it. I mean, I think he's only thrown like two touchdowns in both those games. I want to say it was like two. I think you're right in both of them. And, I, I and that was with extra time and in, in the overtime there. So right. just saying it's right. still, I mean, yeah, he's, he's doing great between the twenties. That, that's where yeah. he's excelling, uh, getting him in position to score points. Well, and good for uh, him. Like I've, I'm a fan of car. Like I want him sure. to succeed. You know, he seems like an awesome guy. He seems nice. He's a good teammate and all those things, but yeah, my faith in him is just yeah. not ever yeah. since extravagant. Uh, was was he broke his leg in like the AFC Championship that one year? Yeah, yeah. So um, he was putting together like an MVP caliber. Ever since then, like I've kind of been a fan. You know, it was 2015. He had yep. like 30 touchdowns, and then yeah, broke his leg. I think it was yeah, right before the it was either the first game of the playoffs or right before the playoffs. Yep, and then they lost because they didn't have him. So right, against um, the Texans, I know that yeah that game. But I mean, that's a shocker. And then I think the shocker of shockers, though, guys, is the Broncos are two and zero. This is a team that we know is not good. Okay, this is an okay team. Now, granted, you know they have not played top tier opponents. Yeah, and uh, Teddy's no. playing out of his mind because of that. Yeah, and and I I did see. I know we're gonna get to it later. I saw Chubb today. Uh, he's getting ankle surgery. Oh, uh, that so sucks. that that's a big blow to that defense. Uh, that that uh that'll be a huge loss. They were they they honestly had been carrying in my opinion the team so far oh, bridgewater sure. managing the game really well as he you would expect uh whenever he's yep. in there um but they they've now lost him and Judy in back to back weeks um that sucks. And, you know your your primary offensive uh target or weapon you were hoping um i would put Cortland Sutton up there too but um 
you know, and then clearly one of your best defensive players, not just your outright best. I mean, I mean, if you think of this team, though, I mean, they do have some really solid players. If you think about their D-line, they got Miller and Chubb, and then they got um, Javonta Williams looks good. He's looking good as they're... They, uh, as a, they were able to pull uh, Fuller. Yep, they had uh, to pull Fuller. Justin Simmons, Judy, Sutton... Fant, if he's healthy, is good. Yeah, he's Fant, really Fant is good when when so healthy. Like they absolutely, do have some good, really good pieces. But Vic Fangio's coaching that team, and, and that's, that's why they're going to be mediocre at the end of the year. I I I'm glad they won these two games. I'm glad to see Teddy doing well. I still stand by the fact that this is probably a sub 500 team in the end. Uh, they've got some tough opponents coming. Yeah, and it, one of the teams they beat was is one of the worst teams in the league. So yep. Um, but. Uh, those are your undefeateds. I'll run over them one more time. The Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, Bucks, Panthers, uh, the Raiders, and the Broncos. If you had to ask me, I would have guessed probably four of those seven. I could, I, I, I probably would have said that the Cardinals were going to go two and zero. Probably. Yeah. Uh, that's the iffy one for me. I would have said the Rams uh, likely were going to go two and zero. I had the Niners winning winning both their first two games. Uh, the Bucks for sh- for sure. Yeah, but the surprising Panthers because they balled that, out. That's a on team. Sunday. To, I mean, I know that I'm not. You know, I'm not. You know, reinventing the wheel when I say that. That's a team to like. They are looking impressive. Like they look impressive. They're young. I don't. I don't see them going in like you know, shocking the world. But I do think that they're they're putting together impressive wins. They're a young team. And so, you know, I think that I think they finally got the quarterback thing. Donald's been playing pretty well. We we all got to admit when we saw that contract they handed their coach that seven years, sixty million or whatever that is. Yeah. We were, and and I and I understand like he he turned a Baylor program around uh, that Temple. had gone into yes and, Temple and first. Tem- made made Temple competitive yeah. first, uh, and yeah. then uh, and then turned the Baylor program around. Uh, you kind of wonder what those college coach hires like. Eh, okay, that's cool and everything, but. Uh, and last year you were like, is it really, is, is that really worth your investment? Uh, but then you, it, but you got to remember that McCaffrey's out and yeah. they don't have the quarterback they want and everything's just one year contracts and get me throughs till the next draft and all that. So there is a little bit of that, but man, he's got them starting out on the right foot. Sam Darnold's be, seems to be the perfect fit. He went and got his quarterback. He's got McCaffrey running on all cylinders as you would expect. And the defense flat out held down on Sunday. Uh, so that's going to be really interesting to continue to uh, watch. We'll dive deeper into that game in a moment. Um, as we talked about earlier, the uh, teams are getting hot in the MLB playoff hunt. Um, and guess what? I think the September bug has officially bitten a few teams. Mm-hmm. RIP to the Mariners season. I think we can call it goodbye. Yeah, Grant? <sighs> I'm wearing a Mariners hat right now. And you're paying attention to the score right now, right? Yeah, we're, we were not up- mathematically eliminated. Yeah, we're not mathematics. There's still hope. No, I know. I'm. There's not hope. I mean, I th- we're beating the A's. It was like 42, bottom of the fourth. So there's plenty of baseball left. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things. You know, when you drop games to the Diamondbacks, who have lost over a hundred games, two out of three, right? Two out of three yeah. to the Diamondbacks, and then you go off and lose two out of three to the Red Sox in the next series. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I've been here before. We've been here. <laughs> the before. land of disappointment. I don't even fans. follow baseball like that. And like, you, if you would have asked know. me, if you would have asked me, I would have been like, oh no, no, there's no shot for the Mariners. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's like just, one thing I know. They're kind certain. of like the Cleveland Browns of the MLB. They just, uh, well, I mean, at least, at least you guys give, or they, they give you as a fan hope. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not like heartbroken, you know, and I think this is the closest I've been into, like the longest I've been in September being like, oh, snap. Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe we can squeeze into a wild card spot. Maybe us us Mariners can, but yeah, it's a bummer. But I mean, I've said it before, the Mariners are a team that's really young. And I think in the first episode, they were at one point a team that had um, all of their farm systems, things like that. They were all, they're the only organization with all their teams being uh, eight games above 500. Yeah. And so we got promise, but you know. Yep. Well, I think the, I I think the Oakland A's can probably kiss it goodbye too. Yep. Uh, and and I'm not saying that because necessarily they have done as poorly as the Mariners this last They're week. They're only a game ahead of the Mariners. Right. But what's going on right now is that the Red Sox and the Yankees have been on a tear. The Red Sox have not lost since we last spoke here. Yep. Uh, they swept the Orioles. Uh, they took another one from the Mets today. And our winners are six in a row currently. Yeah, the Red uh, Sox are seven and three of their last ten. Yeah, seven and three last ten, and they're they've just kind of hit a stride. Uh, the bullpen's working, the bats are working. We'll get into it a little bit more, but man, I uh, feel bad for a few of those teams, and we'll get to the ones that uh, that are doing well here in a moment. Uh, this week we want to do something different as we recap NFL games. Uh, we want to do a, a new segment called "The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly." Uh, what we're going to do in this segment is uh, we're talk about the individual games uh, and label them as good, bad, or ugly, uh, depending on how those games went. Uh, to be a good game, it, it genuinely needs to be entertaining, well-played, have a close score. Uh, the bad games are not as well-played or coached by at least one team. They have a pivotal mistake here or there made on the field and the score isn't as close possibly uh and then to be ugly it's a bad loss not close boring to watch switch to another game type mode that kind of thing i uh, certainly had a few of those on sunday uh, we w- to qualify in one of those categories you got to have at least two out of the three things there and so we'll jump right in uh, i thought one of the best games of the weekend was certainly kansas city and baltimore uh, it was a fantastic night game Sunday night. I Ravens are not disappointing with the drama. Uh, this is two weeks in a row. We got to spend some time talking about them uh, for one reason or another. The week before, they played some bad football against the Raiders, end up losing a game that they shouldn't have lost after the Raiders had seemingly handed it to them on a platter. Uh, but this week, I they uh, they get KC uh, at home. and Finally, Lamar Jackson hasn't ever beat Mahomes. Yeah. That Holmes was the first lost in September. Yep, and More yeah, a pick. there was a few firsts there. That's I mean, hitting out of the gate here uh, with the drops, but I Mr. September no more. Genuinely watched the first half of this game and was like, "All right, Kansas City's got it." Like yep. Mahomes is just gonna go in there. Andy Reid's gonna flick the adjustments on, and this game's over. Uh, second half though, uh, Lamar Jackson flipped a switch. And was like, no, nah, I don't really want to lose. You know what? I lost the Raiders last week. Forget that. I'm going to do my job out. now. Yeah. I'm going to do out. what I'm paid to do. He probably took a power dump in the locker room <laughs> at halftime. Uh, you had to know that. Coming. That was coming because uh, apparently that's what he does. He takes poops in the locker room, then comes back out and murders uh, on the field. on everybody. Yeah. <laughs> And and he did. A uh, guy ends up running for over a uh, hundred yards, uh, which you know I had him right around the eighty marker. What was my guess for the week? Um, but ends up with two scores. One it was abs. I, I'm not this person. I'm not trying to harp on this harshly, but I will say I don't like the flip. 
Okay. And I, and I'm not Mr. Anti-Fun. But when you are franchise quarterback and you're doing unnecessary things like that in the middle of the game and landing on your hip um, when there's no one to touch you, you could have just walked in, dropped the ball, taken and off. And you're a running quarterback. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, just don't do it. I mean, because we've all seen the those guys doing like a, a, a backspring or, you know, some stupid like handstand thing when they're celebrating um, kickers who like to jump up and down and, you know, tear their Achilles, things like that. Um, and I'm just, I'm not saying don't have fun, but I did, I did not like that. I just wanted to hit that real quick. Like, that's not my, my cup of tea. Yeah, I know he's probably gonna be fine. He's an athlete, knows how to move his body. But I did think he kind of came down on his hip a little hard. And for half a second, I was like, get up, like, get up. That's not good for football. If you're not playing, get up, you know? So I had that moment, but dude took over and fourth and one. He, I mean, the Ravens know they can't give the ball back. Uh, probably a lot of you have seen the clip. Uh, John Harbaugh yep, calls out to that. Lamar and says, do you want to go for it? And he, he goes, Lamar, Lamar, do you want to go for it? And he's like, all right, let's do it. And, you know, Lamar, of course, wanted to go for it. But I thought, what a gutsy call. They put him in shotgun, and he runs to the left with no lead blocker and just makes the read off of uh, the left guard. And dude puts himself in perfect position and gets the yard they need that's the game i love when when star players take the ball in their hands and they do what they're the best at and they finish yeah and well, so I think it's, it's always super cool to see coaches really believe in their players too absolutely and like g- giving that like actually like giving the trust and like like this is your team lamar do you want to go for it i don't know i i saw clips of him doing that during his mvp season too there were times where right where i you know when harbaugh would be mic'd up or lamar jackson was mic'd up on the sideline and be like you want to go for it and he's like Heck yeah, coach. And then they go out and then, you know, of course, a touchdown on that fourth down. Right. You know, or like things like that. And so that's always super cool to see um, that out of, out of coaches that do that. And that's why coaches want to go play for him. Yeah. I mean, I think all of us were kind of sitting there watching that game and you're like, yeah, that's what you, it, that's what the, the sport's about. That's what the game's about. And you love the interaction between the coach and the players. And then the coach celebrating the way Harbaugh did in that. I think everybody knew how gutsy that really was, you know, because um, it's, you don't make that and you're going to get barbecued the next day in the media. People are going to call, call out, is he on the hot seat? He's Owen two. Probably not guys. Just being honest. Uh, he was not on any hot seat. And, and to be honest too, you probably also get heat for being like, Oh, you didn't put the chiefs away when you could, you could have gone for it on fourth. Right. So it's like, it's kind of a lose lose, but yeah, I, I agree. You love to see Harbaugh putting faith in his guy. And uh, and making a play, and realistically, like if any team is going to make that play, it's going to be Baltimore, especially because they were just running over Kansas City all night. Yeah. And Took also over. on the flip side, you don't have to give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. Amen. Because well, until that, that, that drive took like eight minutes off the clock, yeah, well, right. over eight minutes, and that's a kind of you kind of have to treat Mahomes same way you treat Brady, and like don't give him the ball time, you know, just keep him off the field, and you'll win the game. Yeah. And yeah. until uh, Edwards Hilaire had that fumble, we were kind of just seeing right. that, like, okay, well, Patrick Mahomes is just taking down there and however much time he needs, and they're going to win the game. Right. So it's like, we're not going to give it back to him again. Right. That would be dumb. Absolutely. And, and, and what a heartbreaker, you know, if you're a Chiefs fan, just I don't to feel too that. bad for you. I don't feel that bad. You I, just I want a Super Bowl, like, you know, a little bit. But what a heartbreaker for if you're a Chiefs fan. Sure. Um, you know, and, uh, Clyde's got to do his job. Mahomes, Mahomes to me did his and got the ball downfield. Uh, they were pushing for a close in field goal there, and they're just genuinely trying to center the ball on a few run plays yeah. and get a couple extra before you go in there and let Butker kick it. And he's going to make that. 
Oh yeah, um, so hundred percent on on Clyde for dropping the ball. Uh, that's the L. I heard some hot takes on this game that I did not like. Orlovsky jumped on ESPN the other day and uh, and went off about Lamar being the best player on the field. And I went, mm, do you remember the first two quarters? I, now, I still get, have a lot of Lamar thoughts that I won't really get into. Yeah, I'm, I mean, guys, he was jumping to throw the ball. Okay, he could not get an angle on the ball because he's a dart thrower. He's 100% just a dart thrower. Like, he's a straight ball thrower. He's the same thing as Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I would say yeah. uh, they're they're literally very similar with the throws. Uh, they don't put a lot of touch on the ball. They don't float the front end so it glides down and lands in a receiver's hands. They throw it two receivers and two points. And uh, and genuinely, just to get it where he needed to get it, uh, he started running at the line of scrimmage. You saw this adjustment in the yep. second half and then jumping in the air to get the positioning that he needed for some of his throws. I love the adjustment. Um, but that says I'm not very good at my job when you have to make that kind of adjustment just to make work. It's not going to work in the future. I can guarantee you. Coaches are watching what he just did and they're like, oh no, we're going to, we're going to absolutely spy you and you're going to die if you start stepping up like that. Because you had a four-man line coming at him, yeah. And if, and if they throw the they throw the middle linebacker but was, into okay, that, but, but the thing I think is, that's going to mess that up. But, really but, but how much is that on on Lamar? Because he he was facing the pressure and was trying to get the right angle because the line also was was getting push from from the defensive line, and so he Side had to push. Yeah, yeah. He, he so was they were push. they were eliminating the hash marks is what they're trying to do. Yeah, that's you, what so they're trying can't to do. Get to the right, so can't like get how to the much left, that, push him into the middle. How much of that is is he had to jump to get the angle for the throw. He was put in that position because yeah. the line was getting and, and it's fair that everybody's got weaknesses. Yeah. I just I don't I didn't like like the take at all that Lamar Jackson was the best player on the field the other night because Mahomes played a crazy steady game the entire time, yeah. had the numbers to boot, and literally uh, drove the ball in there to win the game. And Clyde fumbles it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I don't think you can just dethrone. Patrick Mahomes a one foul swoop with Lamar Jackson who has looked not good and don't forget lost the game last week yeah you know I mean that was just a hot take reaction oh he's so good blah blah I'm trying to drum up drama let's just well, again those- be honest Lamar is a fantastic fantasy quarterback but if you need to win games late in the season that's not your guy or playoff games well yeah. just, since I mean got his, one. his best throw and this is one thing that I was like could be a long night for Ravens fans is he throws probably like his best ball that he has in his arsenal, which is that deep post into triple coverage yeah. on the goal line. Yeah. What do you do? Matthew gets another interception yeah. and it's just so, like, yeah. honestly, if, if, if uh, honey badger doesn't drop the third interception that he could have caught, you could also said the other night that he was the best player on the field. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying uh, dude had yeah. two is after coming back from the injury and missing week one, I uh, had a heck of a night. So, yeah. So like looking at it right now, Mahomes had 343 pass yards, yep. three TDs. Yep. He, he had the pick. What late was in the his game. completion? What do you what, what do you get on the um, attempts completion? I'm just I'm legit just looking on fantasy right now. Oh, okay, okay. So it doesn't have yeah, that. Not but I'll, have that track. I'll grab that. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't. I'm pretty sure he was at 60 to somewhere between 60 and 70. It was an efficient game. Yeah, it was a very efficient game. He did what he does. His running back fumbled the ball. That's it. Otherwise, right. Chiefs two and zero, oh, and uh, and we're not even having this conversation. So. Um, I, I I wanted to touch on it a little bit. I don't want to get lost in here. Yeah, but that probably was the most exciting my, game just yeah, because it, it also it's Sunday Night Football. I think it was the second most exciting game because uh, in in uh, total, okay, in total, it was the second most exciting game. Oh, yeah, we're going to get there. Um, 
But uh, I, I, I want to touch on the close ones that should have been, could have been, and were uh, by field goals here. Cowboys, Chargers. I correctly called the Cowboys beating the Chargers at home, by the way. Um, yes, and I got the field goal late. Greg the leg, 56-yarder, drops the bomb. Uh, it gets it done for the Cowboys. Good for them uh, in terms of uh, you know coming back from the week one very close loss to breaking after they broke the golden rule against Tom Brady. Horrible clock management, by the way, by McCarthy. Yeah, the explanation sucked, yeah, too. I'm uh, just going to be honest. McCarthy basically tried... I, he tried to blame it on a cameraman uh, blocking his offensive coordinator. Uh, said that one of the clocks that he was using stopped working like the, where he could see it. And I'm like, dude, okay, why don't you just say, hey, um, I screwed up my B and also we still won. Who well, cares? Was, that's what I, that's <laughs> like, the way I would take it. I'd be like, I'm like, yeah, I yeah, messed up a little bit. Wasn't paying much attention, but we won. So why why does this matter? Makes me want to take back my yeah. would you rather from last week with Gruden and McCarthy. I'm like, yeah, this McCarthy guy. <laughs> Doesn't know how to handle the clock. I'm just saying, though, like, uh, I, he doesn't have to say anything other than scoreboard. Like, uh, and Greg the Leg did that for him. Uh, good for him. Uh, the same thing, uh, but the opposite direction Arizona, Minnesota. Oh, my gosh. Wow. 31 yards. I don't even know. What's the kicker's name? Like, I, I, don't, I don't even remember the kid's name. I don't think anybody <laughs> wants to know. So I'm not even going to, like, I don't think he wants to so, know his own name right now. I have a, I have a, kind of friend of mine who's a he's an associate pastor of the church that i grew up in, in in salem and he's a huge minnesota fan grew up there and every time the the vikings lose which is often he goes on twitter and he says being a vikings fan is a practice of pain and misery <laughs> every every time they lose because it's often and it's always in a fat in a, a fashion like you know m- missing a chip shot and he says being a minnesota vikings fans is a is a trial of pain and suffering dude that was brutal if you are a vikings fan you you got to take a long look at this uh, schedule you got coming up. You just started 0-2. Uh, should be 1-1. One one. Uh, Arizona did not win that game as much as... Uh, Greg Joseph, by the way. I did look it up because he deserves everything that's coming for him. <laughs> he you does. I, you, can't, you, got, you can't miss 31-yard... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't miss 31-yard chip shots at the NFL. Um, they're going to remember that one. And, and honestly, what these type of games come down to, and those of us have been NFL fans for a long time, we know this, um, that's, that's the playoffs right there. You, you make and miss when you're your team that's expected to be competing for a wild card spot. That's the playoffs is a 31 yard miss field goal in week two. I mean, also, I mean, many things because that Arizona Cardinals team is also looking for a wild card spot, most likely. And I mean, it's in the NFC, so that it could that could be the that could be the tiebreaker. That yep. and they, what they hurts, could end up with the same record, but because the Cardinals beat them, yeah. What hurts even more is the that playoffs. the Vikings were actually good on Sunday too. They played like well. Kirk Cousins, yep, uh, 122 passer rating. Nice. Uh, Dalvin was like running all over the place. Yeah, they were playing well. And Jefferson Dalvin, Jefferson got got in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so it's just Fantasy it's one of those happy. things where we were kind of talking before. It's like are the Vikings just like horrible? What's the deal? And it's one of those ones where it's like no. week one, obviously, like you don't lose to the Bengals. That's on you. That was their bad. But in this game, you're put in a position to win. You have a manageable field goal. Obviously, anything under 40 yards, I think, in this case, is going to be like you have to make that. Right. And, um, you know, we're sitting here a couple of days later wondering, like, what's going to happen with the Vikings? I will so. also say there's one other play in this game that that really stands out, and that was the fourth and five 
that the Cardinals completed uh, the Kyler Murray pass to uh, Christian Kirk uh, over the yeah. top when they it I don't know if they were in a zero coverage so it, like if they if they pulled the safety in there but it didn't look like anyone was there and uh, and he just had a quick chuck down the field um, and Kirk was wide open by yards there I uh, but again that was. Uh, what a heck a heck of a game to watch, though, if you were paying attention on Sunday afternoon. Uh, the Rams-Colts ended up being a three-pointer. Jameson and I yeah. felt like that one was going to be a one-score game for sure. Yeah. Uh, but the inevitable thing... It, it My did, upset did, pick, pick was close. Yeah, it they was. They had to come rally in the fourth. And, and, and I will say, though, the inevitable thing was that it, we knew this was going to be the issue. Uh, Carson Wentz goes down with not one, but two sprained ankles in the same game. <laughs> Um, and we, we said as the Colts will go as he goes and that that's going to ring true for the season. looks like Easton's going to be starting now. And that's not uh, a good look for them. No, that's not a good look. Kid looked okay as a backup, but that's a backup. That's a one gamer. That's a, a third and fourth quarter because of a concussion or that's whatever the scenario is. You don't want him starting multiple games. And that's now the position they find themselves in. And that's too bad. Yeah. On the other side of the ball, uh, the Rams played well. Uh, they were playing a, I think, much improved Colts team from week one. Sure. And yeah. uh, and and got it done. Cooper Cup Cooper co- Cup had baby. a crazy game. I, start, I started I started Amari Cooper over Cooper Cup. And that, oh, we were talking about that Sunday morning. Hurts. Yep. And I was just like, go. It's my oh, guy. Man. I was like, I mean, I think most people would probably would have started Amari Cooper. I would have. I would I'm with you. I would have, especially after week one with Amari. I wouldn't, but I'm a Cooper Cup stand so sure but, well, yeah, well, okay, but jersey, that wasn't bro. your only op- what was your other what was your other gimme oh it was well because it's a league that only has six people because my some stuff got screwed up so my other two were hopkins and mclaurin so starting those two as my one and two wide receiver so he was the one of my flex yeah that's tough okay okay i'll give you that that's pretty tough yeah that's don't worry the, i have more we'll talk we'll get to fantasy i have i have building random all one of three receivers to have 100 receiving yards in each game so far this season so oh so um all the top three receiving leaders right now all come from the NFC West. NFC Debo West. Samuel, Debo Samuel's number one. Are we Lockett's surprised? Two. I don't think so. No, we are Lockett's not. two and Cubs I'm a little surprised three. about Debo because he's leading the league in receiving yards right now. Debo's I'm, been... He's I mean, it and, and I, think, I think the top three, it's a margin of like 10 yards. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah it's, it's Debo, Lockett, Cup. Yeah, no, it's awesome right now. Uh, two other good games. I think that the Raiders-Steelers game was a good game. I uh, didn't enjoy seeing TJ Watt get injured. Yeah, that uh, sucks. But that was a good game overall. Um, and then Thursday night did not disappoint even a little bit. Uh, that Washington New York game was every bit the divisional rivalry that we would assume. And uh, Dear, that was that was a good matchup. I it was and the Giants they just find ways to lose. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're great at. So many the holding. Holding call that called back the Daniel Jones rushing touchdown. Yeah. Obviously, the the offsides at the end of the game. I was like, after he had missed the field goal, I, know. I was yeah. like, oh man, they're uh, gonna go one and one. And then that yellow flag, that fateful yellow flag, comes out. Um, but I mean, yeah, this is definitely a game that you know Jones did what he could. It he didn't he didn't turn the ball over in a crucial spot. You know, like he has very um, kind of his mo. Yeah, it wasn't flawless, but he kept them in there. And, well, I mean, and and I will say Barkley is not running the ball bro, well right he now. He does not, not look himself. good. Uh, not those of you all. who took him in the uh, what third round, 
second or third round. Uh, yeah, I think he was going late second, pick. early third. I, I, got him, I got him last pick in the uh, second round. I feel bad for you. I'm a strict no Giants offensive players on my team kind of guy. Yeah. People were trying to trade me Saquon before week one. I was like, no. Attaboy. We, you're, we looking way, you're looking way smarter than me. I'll be honest, you might have suckered me into that one. Um, but, uh, you know, they got to get him rolling. I think that's the key to success I think they there. Can. But I think they can. Yeah, for sure. But it was a good game Thursday night. And and uh, you look at some of those matchups and you just go, Ugh, this is going to be ugly. This week's not going to be nice either. Uh, we'll get to the reasons why in just a moment. But, uh, you know, the good games this last week, just to wrap that section up, was the KC uh, Ravens game, Cowboys, Chargers, Arizona, Minnesota. Rams, Colts, Raiders, Steelers, and Washington, and the Giants. And real quick before we go to the bad, I just also want to give a shout out to Taylor Heineke. Yeah, oh, yeah because that's another one of those getting the dub. That that's like a Kurt Warner esque story. I mean, he's not Kurt Warner, obviously, but played in the XFL. Was coming out by, of nowhere, thinking like time to move on to my next job. I believe he was Ooh. cut by like a, like quite a few teams. I did yeah. not. I did not see those stats. Uh, just before right now, I'm just looking yeah. at the stats. Thirty four forty six for three thirty six. And um, I mean, he he did throw a, a crucial interception kind of late in the game, but yeah. I mean, still to come in and we remember seeing this in the playoffs, um, you know, when Alex Smith was out, he kind of has to step in and I mean, they're going to lose the game anyways, but he comes in and kind of does his thing and was like, who's this Heineke guy? Where does he even come from? Um, and now he's kind of in with fits out. So just a really cool story there. Uh, and then also shout out to Graham Gano because he was cash money all night. Yeah, was, yeah dude. So, did he hit five? Yeah. Yeah, five in, the, including the game winner. Yeah, I, I think that was some serious fantasy cheese right there. Yeah, I, I think you know, I remember. I remember I said it. Points. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I had the kicker for the for the Raiders. He had seventeen. Dan Carlson. I, he had seventeen points. He had four four in that game. <laughs> yeah. So with Heineke again, I, I I said this. I think in the first episode, we we're breaking down the teams and that kind of stuff. Uh, he was the he played the he was the quarterback who played the best against the Bucks in the playoffs last year. He had the he had I think he had I think three touchdowns in total. I think he had. Two passing and one rushing, yeah, rush, I yeah, and had over in clip. I think three hundred and fifty yards in total. I think he's yeah, got a lot of Gave him fits for sure. I mean, so like they just couldn't stop. So him. I mean, I'm just saying, if he continues this up, hey dude, maybe it's they a cool go. story. If yeah, if if this guy's if if Fitz Magic going down turns into Finding a starting job for him, fantastic. You know, I know that this wasn't the plan for Washington, uh, but they clearly felt really comfortable with him. Because Fitz Magic is is by no means a seventeen game answer, if you nope. will. Um, we know that there's going to be some problems, and obviously there's some unfortunate things happen in week one. But uh, yeah, good good for him, and and uh, man, what an awesome stat line! Bad games this week, and the ugly ones. We won't spend a ton of time on most of these. Uh, the Broncos, Jags, uh, that was trash on fire. Uh, Trevor Lawrence plays for a really bad football team. This just in. Um, oh. Just now? Just in. Yeah, oh, okay. just got that across the desk here okay, okay. Uh, from the AP Newswire. Okay. Um, the Bengals-Bears was a trash game, pretty much. Uh, go figure. I mean, it was Yeah, it was not good. Uh, the Bengals, after after Andy Dalton went down, the Bengals should have been able to pull away um, and, and really did not. Um, <clears throat> this shouldn't have been, in my opinion, a three-point game after that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was not great football. Um, I'll touch on the other ones. Tampa pulled away from the Falcons in the second half. Uh, the Browns handled the Texans after Tyrod unfortunately went down at halftime. Uh, 49ers won an ugly game in Philly. That was a, a line of scrimmage beat yeah. you up game the entire time. Uh, not, a, not like a ton of turnovers or anything, 
but uh, you had you had Philly driving uh, a couple of times, and then the Niners just standing up inside the red zone and knocking them back. Uh, stopped them twice on fourth down inside, uh, once inside the five, once inside the ten. One after that big play, too. Yeah, uh, that 90-something yarder. Yeah. Lenore, uh, Niners uh, rookie cornerback, fell down. From the, and, from the Ducks. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, Ducks. and he slipped. Uh, Quez Watkins gets a ball over the top. Yeah. And uh, and then Ward is able to catch him up and and tackle him. I think inside the five there, and then the Philly just could not punch it in. The Niners uh, did did the job on the line of scrimmage. We even saw a Philly special attempted uh, in that series, uh, and that's it did actually, not happen. That, yeah, that's where it was. They tried to convert on the Philly special yep. right there. And it's like, can you have a more predictable play? I mean, also, I mean, but also, I mean, if you, you don't have, <laughs> how, you, you how don't, nuts would Philly have gone if that worked the second time? Just but I mean, I'm sorry, it. but you don't have Peterson or Nick Foles to do it, so it's not yeah. the Philly special. Uh, yeah. It's it is their play though, but not so it, Philly. Sure, special. it's their play, but it's their play. But no, nah, they uh, that was that was an ugly game. I of course watched the whole thing as a 49er fan, and uh, you know the amount of injuries sustained by both teams. I uh, you know the Philly lost an offensive lineman and a defensive end in that game. Um and looks like both of them for the year. Uh, 49ers uh, lose Jam- uh, Jamichael Hasey, backup running back. They were and they were already short for several weeks with a high ankle sprain. So, do the football gods are just like no 49er running backs? Uh, like- I think I think that one or one of two things is about to happen. Um, either Shanahan's about to prove just how good he is as a uh, play caller, playing running back. <laughs> um, <laughs> literally, he might have to do it himself. I don't know. I don't know if that's a rule in the NFL, but I mean, uh, there, there is a homeless or, crisis in San Francisco. Or the 49ers so. are not going to be able to run the ball at all uh, going forward. But no, I mean, Todd Gurley's available. No, yeah, he is. <laughs> um, no, I Mitchell, don't want to about the revenge tour. No, wait, wait, wait. Frank Gore, come back. Uh, Frank Gore is saying no to football offers because he's going to take one oh, of boxing. these celebrity boxing matches. I saw that. Yeah, really? yeah. I read that article okay, yesterday. I would hate to fight Frank Gore. I do. How can you beat him? He's you literally can't knock him down. If he hasn't been knocked out with that In many sixteen years, snaps, I mean, he has been knocked out. Well, I mean, yeah, unofficially, <laughs> he he just gets up, man. I mean, he's you know, uh, is what he, I do. he is he is the uh, he is Rocky, you know, like for sure. But uh, no, the the Niners definitely are down. The number one waiver wire pickup, Eli Mitchell, hurt his shoulder in the game. Ended up coming back, just a stinger was what it looks like. So they will have their 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 starting running back scenario uh, going. Uh, it's just who's going to back him up until next uh, week when he gets other shoulder injured. Yeah. Well, the Niners brought in Duke Johnson uh, yeah. and uh, Lamar Miller. Uh, mm. And then all, even gave T.J. Yeldon a look. Then they ended up signing somebody off the Bengals uh, practice squad today. Um, but they're looking at Cannon, who was released by the Ravens, who needed running backs. So how good can that guy be? Uh, is a <laughs> yeah. potential two or three True. this next week? And uh, man, it's it's a mess. It absolutely is. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk's probably going to run the ball this next week a little bit. So that'll be interesting, too. Um, but, you know, Shanahan's a schemer. So we'll see what happens. Realistically, uh, run the ball through Debo just by getting him in the uh, flat. Debo can play running back. So can Ayuk. Yeah. Um. So, so I mean, in and Ayuk has still only touched the ball once on Sunday. <laughs> he by the way, he was on my bench. Um. Yeah. He should remain on your benches. Uh, fantasy owners don't start him anytime soon. Uh. But no. I in this in the bad section. I think the worst. The worst. Uh. Overall played game. I'm just gonna say this was the Titans Seahawks. Yeah. Because there was some miscues by both teams. Yep. In this game. 
um, that this could have been anybody's contest. Obviously, went to overtime, and yeah. that that's how it ends. Um, okay, do you guys super real quick, ridiculous. Real, real quick? Do you think Julio was in? Dude, that is ridiculously close. Because, I because, genuinely okay, because, cannot tell. Because, because so no at first I was like, "Oh crap!" I think he's in. Right when I was yeah. watching that game, and then I then I saw the clip that when they zoomed in, they're like, and like, well, because his heel was all was touched like the white along with it. But there's a then there's a play from a different angle, another angle where that it looks, looks like it looks like you can see you can see that little little blade of grass in between them. Right, to me, so you don't like, overturn that one if you call it in and you don't call it, it in. Yeah, if you call it's it too out. close. Whatever you know? it is that you got to stick with, yeah. it. I don't and, think you overturn that. And, and, and they call. didn't. Right, right. and I, I think that's what you got to do. Um, yeah. but, but but again, but we don't know which angle they were because I, I yeah. the, the angle that I saw was something that that the Titans like Twitter yeah, posted I think it was a photographer. Like, like, yeah, instead so of so I game saw angle, that one, but so. so the game angle they probably only got that one, and so if I saw right. that one that angle, I'd probably call it a no touchdown. And, and one of the things to remember, and, and I I have a friend who works in production and has worked at uh, at Blazers games for instance. Okay. Um, he's worked in a few arenas, few stadiums, and he goes, "What you see on TV is not everything we have." Yeah. Said, so when we go to replay and we're giving something to the official, um, we're getting looks that we don't necessarily think are always production quality. Okay. And so you guys may not have seen it because it was a shaky image leading right up to or it wasn't ready to go for a national TV audience. But hmm. for us, it's interesting or helpful when it comes to diagnosing what just happened to play. <laughs> and, and he goes, so just know that, you know, we're looking at more angles than you're going to see over the course of the yeah. game. And and oftentimes those angles are really helpful for those close in plays, uh, be it a, you know, GoPro style camera that a official is wearing of some kind or uh, an angle shot that pylon they, camera. Yeah. Pylon those camera kind of they, or even uh, one of those like the crowd surfing cameras that yep. they utilize in the corners of arenas and all, in stadiums. Um, and it just happens to be that, that that was being used as a trail cam for the play or whatever. So. I always want to caution that. I know we see something and by our judgment, we want to call it. But in this scenario, that was incredibly difficult to call. And there may have very well been another thing that we just didn't know about. And they're not going to release to us. Wear white cleats next time, Julio. There you go. That, yep. That'll make it a no doubter. Um, I will say what, what to me uh, was disappointing was to see, honestly, the level of football decline the further you the got went. into the game. <laughs> they just yep. look like two teams who were tired in week two. Which is when Derrick Henry started beating you up. Derrick well, Henry. It's just, it's just a, you know, a testament to that, to the Titans, because, you know, a lot of times, you know, I mean, they were down 24 to 9 at halftime. And you would think there's a time oh, where you were you, were you, were you never, cranked. never lost in that scenario at home at, with the Seahawks. We've never lost. That's a bad home the, loss. The Seahawks have never lost the home opener in the Pete Carroll era. And, and and to lose a game after being up twenty four nine period is bad. Uh, it was it was bad all around. The the way that I would describe it is the Seahawks failed to adjust to the Titans adjustments at halftime, like the adjustments and the new looks that the Titans uh, did on defense. The Seahawks offense couldn't didn't adjust to the adjustments that they saw, which was a, a huge problem with the Seahawks last off se- last season with Bri- with Brian Schottenheimer and like the. The plays because we saw them, you know, go crazy the first half of the season, then just decline because teams started to figure them out and adjust to them, and they just kept doing the same thing that they were doing. And so that was to me that was the most concerning part because that seems a lot of what we saw last year was like the failure to adjust in that way. And so that was unfortunate. But I, I mean, props to the Titans for you know a lot of times in those situations when you're down that far, you know, you start trying to pass the ball and do those things. Like no, we're just gonna keep feeding them. Well, and, and Derrick Henry literally just took over. Yep. Um, you know what would be really helpful for the Seahawks right now? 
is this guy that's playing for the Raiders named KJ Wright. Uh, would have been real helpful uh, in yeah, that game. Yeah, $3 million? Yeah, $3 million. Uh, looking mm, looking real nice if you're uh, if you're got Seahawks Adams, fan. Though, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We we have we, we have still a, got we, that we, other linebacker. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. have two star linebackers, yeah. Bobby Wagner and Jamal. Adams. For those of you that don't listen regularly, Underlying we make fun here. of the fact that Jamal Adams is clearly a linebacker. Um, but no, I think that was that was just missing component. I mean, Wagner's over there having himself a game. Twenty tackles. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he was in on That's twenty, it. and I think he had thirteen solo. And yep. uh, but franchise record. genuinely, you, you like needed thirty tackles. You needed already. somebody to to impact the line of scrimmage. And when well, you all, dude, the only second level you're having to worry about is Wagner, play in and play out. Yeah, it made the blocking scheme pretty obvious. Well, on what you and needed I'll say, to the do. Seahawks like punked Henry the first half. He only sure. had like 30 yards in the first Flooded half. Flooded the line of scrimmage really and well. Dude, we we had like four tackles for losses on the yep. Seahawks. Yeah. They, they just got down there and they got him. They, but they also the they went to a they went they what they did was and you see in the second half adjustment is they started to spread him out more. Uh, Derrick Henry also finishes with a career high yep. six catches in that game. Uh, and caught and, all six. Yes, yeah. it was six, six it, targets, six, six targets, six catches, and he was smooth with his hands. Um, but uh, they seem to spread that out a lot more, get the guards moving towards the second level, and that enabled him to make the quick choice on one side of the guard or the other. It led to several key plays. The uh, I'm just going to say one more thing on this game before we move on is that that's a freaking safety. Okay. Oh, absolutely. That's a hundred percent of safety, yeah. and I understand NFL. That's not what you want to have happen. You want the game to, but continue. the game was over. That is a safety all day. Yep. Um. In uh, if we're calling what happened to Justin Herbert, uh, in the Chargers game, a you know, like we're calling that a a, a sack, then that is obviously a safety yeah. all day. And what a what a horrible non call in that scenario. I yeah. uh, should have just ended the game. And I understand it was already getting pushed back and it was very unlikely that the Seahawks were going to win. But you you made the Titans prove it for absolutely no reason. They did it on defense and the game should have been over. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just no doubt. I have not heard one. And, I, and, I, and I'm giving credit here because we locally we have a lot of Seahawks fans yeah. uh, who will be rambunctious, if you will. Um, and I've not heard one fan say contrary to that. They were like, yeah, dude, no, we should have lost right there. Yeah. Um, and so, I, you know, would love to see the NFL, you know, call things that matter instead of taunting plays because I'm giving you guys that one that too. That was upset stupid. Me so I was much. I was going to wait to see if anybody fixation. mentioned that. Um, that was the that was the least yeah. Let's egregious. make real calls and not and not like go after Dude, people for the stuff that no one gives a crud flex? about. Yeah, I hate the taunting more than anything, and we had a ton yeah. of them across the day. Yeah, that was going to be my like bad. general honorable mention for like the ugly is just that call. <laughs> yeah, however. Sure. I don't mind it here just because it's like, you didn't do anything on that play. <laughs> he got overthrown. You didn't break it up. Don't taunt anyways. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. In his but don't, sure. But, but I don't feel call like that's that in con- taunting. That's like in like cornerbacks DNAs. Even when the, the, yeah. the quarterback oh, yeah. overthrew, they still got a flex. They're still got yeah. to be well, like, How many times do they clearly hold a guy? It doesn't get called and they're just sitting there waving their arms. No, no, no. And that should be like, taunting by proxy. But almost drug him to the ground. Um, Yeah. I, I totally agree. Well, yeah, corners the, I corners noticed, uh, over-celebrated. So often. I noticed that No Fun League was trending on Twitter like yeah, yeah. 20 yeah. minutes after that. And I knew that. that was, yeah. And I had to look through it. It was all that play. And but that I, was brutal. And at the same time, too, just real quick before we move on, like, if you're going to call that, like, you know, if I, I don't know if that was Julio or AJ Brown or whoever that was, was Brown, but you know, like he catches that he gets up and spikes the ball. That's kind of the same thing yep. as, you know, a DB just being, you know, even Being if he's looking in his direction, flexing, whatever, like let let the guy 
do what he wants to do in, within Debo know. in, and I'm going to forget the, the Phillies uh, safety. And, and, and granted, I only watched the details on one game. Okay. Um, and then I, and then I watched chunks of others and then I watch all the recaps, believe it or not. I'm fortunate enough to have Sunday Same. ticket and get the opportunity. So, um, but I watched Debo flex and spin the ball in front of a safety and flex and right in front of the guy that had just tackled him. Yeah. And that's not a call. Yeah. But a dude standing, standing there, not looking at the player and doing a half second flex over his body. That's laying on the ground. When defense is harder than it's ever way. been. Like, come on. <laughs> so is, many, it's just, so it's not good for dumb. the game. No. It's not good for the game because it's bad. And I know Tom Brady talked a lot about, you know, that the defense is getting penalized for offensive mis- yeah. miscues. Yeah. Sure. Things like that. And that's a hundred percent what's happening. It's just, it's so easy to play offense now. Yeah, and and I would love to see. I would genuinely love to see a lot more former players getting involved in uh, the t- in into the rules committees and being involved in that because the owners, uh, for the most part, and uh, and certain coaches control that. And I swear to you, it must be Belichick and like McCarthy and every grumpy old yeah. man that is coaching a team uh, who makes up these rules with the competition committee. And I also just, you know, from the league office and them them putting their foot down on the throats of this conversation, like, calm down. We want this from stuff in the game. From a viewership perspective, Shut the up. generation wants something exciting. Yeah. Not to get into, like, you know, the politics of the sport or whatever, but, like, if you want viewership to continue to grow, you got to have some fun. I mean, the NBA does a lot of really cool things. It's a very fun sport to watch. We all love football. Yes. But when they're locking down, they didn't even let guys like wear different colored cleats for the longest oh, time. Yeah. And it's like, come which on. is insane. The largest demographic attending games right now is millennials. Yeah. And so it just, you know, heads up NFL. Don't tick us off. Uh, we've already been there. We've had the drama. You know, we're, we're, we've put Kaepernick behind us. We put Ray Rice behind us. We put all that other stuff that you screwed up behind us. Um, let, let's just move forward. You know, uh, we, we loved Chad Ochocinco. Yeah. And we love T.O. signing the ball. We love this stuff. Leave them alone. Yep. Uh, genuinely. I, oh, hitting the ugly, and we don't even talk about these stupid games. Uh, oh, well, except for Zach Wilson had <laughs> four interceptions and four completions in the third quarter. Dude, he completed as many passes to teams wearing the other colors as he had. I, his I own. think the NFL needs when they're making these <laughs> schedules. If there's a, they know that the team has a rookie quarterback. Don't match him up against the Patriots because Bel Belichick is just gonna pulverize. Well, this, this was the Zach and Mac showdown. I mean, come on, man, dude, prime was, time. Yeah, give give Be- <laughs> give Belichick a prime time feast. I mean, it's, I, I will say it's, it's a divisional game, so obviously yeah. that's going to happen twice this year. Oh yeah, but I mean, there, there's always that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that was that was uh, really quick, bad. Quick funny stuff about that. Welcome to the NFL, that. kid. Four four quarterbacks have done that before. Three of them are Jets, and one is Alex <laughs> Smith in his rookie year. It's uh, <laughs> that's oh, awesome. Three of them. James Wilson. This is where he's supposed to be. This is home. Uh, Mark, Mark Sanchez was the other Jet, and then uh, and then yeah, Alex Smith. And That's hilarious. The Colts, so. Well, unfortunately, in our next game, Tua got hurt. Yeah, uh, the Bills uh, ribs, took out right? their week one frustrations on the Dolphins. Looks like Tua is going to be out uh, two to four is what I the initial prognosis is what I heard, but uh, he's not an IR candidate. Yeah, what I heard. 
the I believe the Dolphins have Brissett, right? Yeah, Jacoby you do have Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. That is a skill set that is very similar to Tua's. Yep. Uh, and so I don't think they're going to necessarily drop off, but Jacoby's had zero time with the ones uh, going into that oh, okay. game. So you, yeah, he uh, they were given all the reps in training camp to Tua. So they're going to need to uh, get him every bit of that playbook they can this week uh, upcoming. But uh, it, the Bills are who we thought they were, so that's good. And we let um, them off the hook. Yep. The uh, well, the, it was dumb. Just the analysts and things that they were saying that like dropping the Bills out of like top ten and all that kind ah, of stuff. Calm down. I mean, it, it's it's, a, it's the same deal yeah. with what you were saying about the, when Dan Orlovsky said that Mark Jackson oh, was. Yeah. It's just that. Oh, what's the word for it? Like the um, reactionary. Yeah, it's that's reactionary. Like, it's hot take syndrome. It's all that garbage. Like, yep. calm down, people. The Bills are who we thought they were. One of the best. Co- they are, in my opinion, the best coach team yep. right now in the NFL. Um, but Panthers go and massacre the Saints. Uh, give them the treatment the Saints gave the uh, Packers in Week One. Jameis looked completely the opposite. Zero um, touchdowns. Bad, bad game. Uh, thank you. Thank you to the fantasy football gods. As we were having our conversations about which quarterbacks to start, uh, Jameis remained on the bench this week for Kirk go. Cousins. Um, good so too. good well, for me. Yep. Uh, I didn't start I him. I thought about it. Fantasy. I thought about oh, it. But we'll, good we'll get to it. But it's it was a bad week. Yeah, good for the Panthers. We already talked about them a bunch. And then uh, the Packers, Lions. The Packers are who we thought they were. The Lions are who we thought they were. And both showed it in spade. Um, and uh, Jameson got his Jared Goff uh, normalcy. Yeah. Uh, he had one half of a Jared Goff revenge tour, and then you had Jared Goff in the second a half. Fumble and an interception late in the game. I, I was not trying surprised to score. at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was not good football in the fourth quarter by the Detroit Lions. Uh, still like Dan Campbell. We'll get to that another time. Well, I want to move on right, off uh, right into uh, uh, college football. And in a moment, we're also going to be uh, doing a fantasy football update from our teams and getting into a fun round of Would You Rather. Uh, but I want to run through the college football uh, top 10. And we're going to play real or pretender here uh, as we're looking at these teams. We've got uh, a whole bunch of 3-0 and teams in the top 10 right now. We have uh, two with one loss as we get towards the end of it. And then we're going to touch on two other teams uh, that are in the same state that are a little further down in the rankings right next to each other. Uh, so let's hit all those. Jameson, walk us through it here. So how do you guys want them? You want them 10 through 1 or you want them 1 through 10? I would love them. Let, let's go 10 through 1. 10 through uh, 1. Well, let's go Let's go to the 2 at the end. Let's go to that first and then we'll walk down the 10. All right. So floating in at the 20 and the 19. At 20, we have Michigan State at 3 now. Yeah. And we have Michigan at 19. So also at 3 now. I, 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 Michigan State did get that win against Miami. I was wrong about that game, but I warned beforehand. I think you had ended up taking Michigan State, if I remember correctly. I believe so. Um, that Michigan State looked good, and I didn't know that if they could win on the road yet. And that was a great test in Miami, and they won convincingly in that game. I think that team is for real. I think they are a top 15 team for sure. I uh, would love to see them hit another quality opponent. They got several on the schedule. It's going to test them. Uh, Michigan is looking good. That's as good as a Jim Harbaugh squad as I have seen. Uh, they haven't had the true tester yet. Um, this week was Nebraska, if I'm correct, right? Uh, somebody, will, somebody will tell me later. It's fine. But I, I know they haven't played a real difficult game yet. But I do like what you're seeing so far from both Michigan State and Michigan. We're going to keep eyes on those two teams. I think they're going to shoot up. Uh, here in in the uh, standings in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, Nebraska 
is yeah. uh well actually they have on oh where is it coming up here? Giving me all sort of weird angles. So September twenty fifth, they got the Rutgers and then yep. they play uh Wisconsin and then Nebraska. Okay. So I mean Rutgers, Wisconsin, uh, is going to be Wisconsin is going to be a, a, for sure a test. That's a that's a team that can grind it out with anybody. Yeah, so, but right team. now, I think both of those teams are for real. I don't think either of those are pretenders sitting there at uh, eighteen and nineteen in the rankings at the moment. Yeah, uh, twenty and nineteen, right? Twenty and nineteen. My bad. My bad. Close enough. Um, but we'll go to the uh, top ten here, and like I so said, we'll kind of work in uh, reverse order and go this way. So at number ten. We have Ohio State. I said this as soon as the Ducks beat them. That is not a top five team. Well, I not. They, they're not. <laughs> yeah, a, a, they're not for sure. But um, <laughs> they were un. They they were definitely unfairly ranked there. You can't you can't go in with that many freshmen playing on a squad and say that's a that's a top five team uh, until they they show you something. And not that they're a bad team at all. Um, but I think in terms of the national scale, when we say pretender. Uh, or are they for real? I, I'm. We're talking about in the in the national picture. Are they a pretender or are they for real? I think Ohio State's pretenders, uh, and it just has to do with the youthfulness. Uh, when we're talking about the playoff here, and so we're talking about like their ranking that they have. Are they are they real for that ranking? I, I think that, that they're real for? at ten. Um, okay. but they're they're pretenders when it comes to the playoff. Yeah, and contender or pretender. There you, go. Oh. there you go. Okay, we can change the name of the segment literally right now. That's totally fine. Pretender or pretender. Um, you know, copyright. I, I, I make somewhere. all this stuff up anyway, so it's fine. I, I'll take the input live on the air. That's totally fine. Uh, <laughs> no, they they are they are pretenders uh, this year, uh, and I don't even, I do not think they're going to win uh, their conference. Yeah, either. I would agree. Um, them being ranked, I mean, sure, have them as a top ten team. That's still kind of like. A clout-based ranking because when you're they're Ohio, Ohio State, the brand. so yeah. you're gonna like that's where you're gonna get that early season ranking in the top five because it's yeah. Ohio State, and then right. I mean they're two and one. I don't think they're gonna really it, make a big splash. It's the rest Duke of this syndrome. Year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So their history is gonna get them there. But and, and to be fair, what they've done the last few years, they, they, yeah, you know, exactly. no no argument exactly. with that at all. Exactly. Um, and yeah, like I mentioned, they're sitting at two and one here. Um, so next at number nine we have Clemson also sitting at two and one. Uh, we think in pretender. We think in pretender. This yeah. is this team. Uh, you know, does not have a ton of great teams in its conference in the ACC. Um, but they are really young and they are incapable. It seems of scoring points. Uh, so I, I I expect them to probably lose three games this year. Uh, for Dabo to be banging his head against the wall uh, on at least one that they absolutely shouldn't lose coming up. And uh, remember that they lost a really close game, you know, to Georgia, uh, who is a very good football team. Yeah. But I, they're just not going to blow anybody, anybody away with the offense. They've graduated too many things and not reloaded at skill positions uh, yet. So they'll get there. Of course, they're Clemson, but yeah, they're pretender right now. Yeah. All right, now we're moving at number eight. This is where we start getting to those uh, undefeated teams right here. So at number eight, we have Cincinnati. Cincinnati hasn't beaten anybody that matters. And I say that every year about the small conference teams. Yep. Uh, you, you're, not a, you, yeah, you're not playing the schedule everybody else is playing. So you're 3-0, and, oh, and you're a good 3-0 and oh, uh, for what you are. 
but uh, that that's all that you are. You are good for for right now and in your conference. Uh, they're probably going to win the conference, um, and they may lose one, uh, two. I, I was looking down at their schedule, um, but they're a pretender in terms of the national picture for sure. For sure, because they're not going to run the table. Those are the teams that get exposed when they go and get stuff. Yeah, from absolutely. experience. So. Yeah, in, in Cincinnati, certainly that they they they'll score points, but they're going to score. All right. Moving in at number seven here, Texas A&M. I think this is the first team that has a genuine shot at the top four. Uh, they, of course, are in the most difficult conference in the country, uh, in the SEC. Um, but they've got the opportunity to propel themselves. Uh, so I, I like this team. I think that uh, they are really well balanced. This is an offensive and defensive attack that can get you. Uh, so to me, this team's for real. And this is this is really the, contender. the first one. They are the contender. contender. I'm sorry. They're the contender. Um, and uh, it was the first one here as we approach the top. And at number six, Penn State. Penn State got a win that they needed to get this last week. I'm giving that one up. Uh, they, uh, Bro, I've they have Penn State in all the games to win it. I think they're just gonna be my team. I'm just gonna <laughs> just keep even if they're adopting playing, them as your yeah. non duck team. Yeah, I'm just gonna go, go with Penn State all the I, way through. I historically like Penn State too, actually. Um, but uh, uh, Penn State and 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 I'll just call the shot now. Penn State's gonna win their conference. They're gonna win the ten. Um, they are my favorite team in that conference. Like them. Uh, and uh, you know they are very well coached. Um, and yeah, man, they're absolutely for real. They've already won two two games against top twenty five opponents. They've got three more on the docket uh, in conference before that thing's over. Uh, like them the Big Ten, like them uh, as a possible number four uh, seed going into the playoff. All right, and a fairly familiar face here from the past couple of weeks. Number five, Iowa. Iowa has won some key games and some uh, they they won a rivalry game already uh, against State and uh, they have uh, uh, convincingly I would add they look definitely the better team there um but they've got the toughest road to the top um they've got some away games in conference and also I genuinely it, they don't have the offense and and that's historically Iowa's problem they play vanilla football. If you are a lineman, this is a school you go to. Yeah, absolutely. If you are, if you're a tight end, this is a school you go to. Um, you know, if you're, if you have anything to do with the line of scrimmage, you want to play at this school, or even if you're a special teams guy. But if you're a skill position player, you go in this conference. You go play at Michigan. Uh, you go play at Ohio State. You know, you go play at those schools, and they just don't have the skill position players. This is the only team in the top five that I feel like is. not a contender they are they are pretenders and i think the schedule is going to show it yeah and to add on to that real quick i think this is even maybe one of the teams in the top 10 just period that you would look at and be like you know can they beat anybody else in the top 10 maybe you know like a cincinnati but even then there are some other teams where it's like i don't know if i would as good as they are because of that offense it's kind of hard to if you, make if that you were drawn up bowl games right now iowa cincinnati would be pretty fun actually that would be a fun game. that'd be a good game um, but even then, it's kind of close with everybody else in the top 10, so sure. I, I agree. I think they're a pretender as well. So now let's get into the current uh, playoff picture here. Now that we're in the top four, uh, we're starting off with Oklahoma at number four. Oklahoma has the most dynamic quarterback in all of college football in Rattler. Um, that is 
a a really cool name for quarterback. It is, and then b he is every bit the uh, awesome football player that his name is. Um, looking forward to the the nicknames. Before I I go on, what this team is gonna do? Let me just say that I saw one of the greatest catches of my life. The interception. Uh, that interception on Saturday. <laughs> oh if my gosh. you are listening to this and you have not watched this interception, you need to pull it up on your phone right now, just like Grant is at this very moment. Yep, I haven't seen it. Um, oh, it's a video game catch. And it, it? it is OBJ esque quality, and it's a defensive player doing it, and how he twists his body and lands <laughs> on his opposite shoulder after catching this one handed. I have no idea. It's literally one of the most athletic things I've ever seen in my life it's across with, all sports. Playing with, with the Nerf ball in the backyard with your friends, playing tackle football. Yeah, on the trampoline, <laughs> yeah, bro. Exactly. Like, this is, let's play best catch. Yeah. You know, like, it's one of those things. And Oh, my word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait until you see the reverse angle in slow-mo. You're going to pee and, yourself and I don't over know there. Kind of to add on to this crazy catch, I don't know if you guys saw it because it was making the rounds on social media. Um, Trey Young was at the game. Uh, okay. on the sideline and he was the standing, standing right there on the sideline and, and just so happens to be recording that play and flips the camera around as the ball's in the <laughs> air and he's you know so he's doing a full unreaction video he, to that play he's 10 yards away filming it with his phone he has like the best angle oh. out of anybody okay, but what was that throw was a bad throw. That was not a good throw. That was not but, a good throw. But you know, come on, it set up an incredible. I mean, that was <laughs> that was in double coverage. You could consider it yeah. triple because there's another guy on different different wide receiver right behind yeah. him. But bro, that's some matrix quality hanging in the air right there. Uh, I love that. Like, he took the red pill. That's for sure. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like that <laughs> yeah. was absolutely for you nerds that just heard that one. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but that was incredible. Um, Oklahoma, by the way, uh, pretty dynamic defensively. Yeah. Um, they've shown that they're a little inconsistent with the offense. I uh, little bit I'm hanging on. Uh, I love, I, I do like Rattler a lot, um, uh, but he is a little dependent on other players. Uh, I will say he always improves what's around him. Uh, but he has at times been a little inconsistent, needed some guys to, uh, to rally that said though, this is still an absolute contender. Um, they're, they're going to have. Uh, the opportunity because of the lack of strength within conference here, uh, they're going to the opportunity to run the table. And I, I think you're, you're looking at, as you're looking at that top four, unless an sec team gets booted, um, you know, the sec has claimed multiple times over the two out of the four spots reserved for the playoff. Um, you're looking at the first team that could possibly take uh, one of those seeds. And, and uh, you know, the pac 12, hasn't been in since Oregon was in it uh, last time. And that was when Jameis Winston was still uh, playing college football. Still stealing um, lobsters. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> eating a W. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was before the W. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the, true. the true. W was, I was in the same game against the Saints. Yep. You see this? This is a W. <laughs> the, uh, but no, I, I, this is a team that could absolutely sneak in here. So this is a contender. Uh, they're just a little bit inconsistent, um, you know, but uh, if I was making a top four at this moment and they are clearly ranked at four in the AP poll, um, I'd probably put them in it for sure. I I, I would keep Penn State probably as five right now and, and give them four. I remember the this. Penn State's my boys. Yeah. At the moment. Uh, uh, worth noting here, too, that that's really the only shakeup in the top four was uh, Oklahoma and Oregon flipping position twitched. here. Um 
which kind of brings us to our next one. At number three, we have Oregon. Yeah. Mm. So I, I struggle. I'm I'm gonna say this as a as a diehard duck fan. As you're wearing a he duck has to say, jersey. I'm wearing my, my duck jersey that I was wearing when we beat Ohio State. Um I need to we, frame mine though. I was wearing mine when I when we beat Ohio State. Yeah. The the ducks the ducks are not a playoff. And and yeah. and I think that I think duck fans need to reside to that right now or just resign themselves to that fact. My bad, wrong word. Resign themselves to that fact. They're not a playoff team. This is not a top four in the country team. If you went and played Penn State, you could easily lose that game. You would go play Texas A and M, you'd easily lose that game. And I I genuinely believe uh, a good chunk of that is because you don't have the quarterback position truly solidified. Brown is good, not great. Um, and what is behind him is a true freshman who looks very promising. Um, and I, I think uh, Duck fans should be excited about Ty Thompson. Uh, he's going to be your quarterback next year and got some time against the no-namer Stony Brook this last weekend. Looked pretty good. I think it was six of eight, six of nine. Had two touchdowns, played real well. Um, but that's against a, you know, a cupcake opponent. Um, Oregon's a bend don't break defense. Remember they gave up 600 plus yards to Ohio state and their freshman quarterback and still won that game. Yeah. And you can't be a bend don't break against the likes of an sec football team. They're going to finish on the ground and the ducks cannot stop the run. Um, so this to me is probably an eight or nine, uh, team in the country right now. Uh, they are ranked at three because of a overhyped win over Ohio State. Yeah, and, and that's you, just being real. If you flip the outcome of that game, you might even have a flip literally in the position of like Oregon and Ohio State as far as ranking. I think the Ducks would actually the Ducks be would probably drop down to the 16-17 range. Yeah. yeah. They'd be in the 16-17 so, range right now. Well, again, it's because we all know that this Ohio, the Ohio State team they beat isn't an, a super impressive. It's not the Ohio State team of years ago. No, and it might be a top 10 team right now. You know, right. that, that's what yeah. we, we they're, they're pretenders at the moment. So I love Oregon to death. I am a massive Oregon Duck fan, and I hope I am 100% wrong about what I'm saying, yeah. but I'm probably not. And um, and honestly, so they, they are pretenders when Fake it comes fan. to the playoffs. You're actually a Beaver fan. <laughs> they uh, Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> and uh, they're pretenders when it comes to the playoff, and they may very well be Pac-12 champs. There's not a great team in the Pac-12 right now, no. uh, but they are probably the best one in the Pac-12 at this moment. I'll still give them that. Um, for sure, but they've got the test coming. They got USC, they got UCLA, Stanford uh, here before we even get to the middle of October. So yeah, uh, the the gauntlet's coming in terms of those games, and uh, you know we'll see what happens. But I, I think that they probably finished the year in the eight range. But we'll get back yeah, to this that, here in a few weeks. I think too that's fair. See, check in where they're at. I think that's fair because I mean, as we get into our next one here, at number two with Georgia. If the playoff are right now and Oregon ends up playing Georgia, um. <laughs> That is it's, not a good look, I don't think, for he, Oregon here. But I will say this about that: the the matchup of those two teams uh, is probably the closest one. If you, so, if, if if Alabama goes and plays uh, Oklahoma right now, they're going to win that game. Probably not super convincingly. I would say it's a ten points or less game, which in college football is close, and we all know that. Um, but if Oregon plays Georgia, you might flip a coin on that game um, because Georgia can't score the way Oregon can score. And I will still give That's that to true. the Their Oregon defense offense. is fantastic. But. Yeah, I'm, I'm not giving it to Brown so much as I am Verdell. to the senior running backs in Die and Verdell uh, who are going to get yards. Absolutely. So uh, I think that would be a really interesting matchup. I, I and, and I think it would be 
you know, I, I think Oregon matches up well, probably against or better against Oklahoma and Georgia. Certainly no one wants to play the juggernaut. No. But uh, when it does come to Georgia, I, I do think that's a really good team. Still, don't get me wrong, just because I'm making the statement that Oregon would be competitive with them. Um, I don't think that's a blowout. Um, but uh, I do think Georgia is just defensively a monster. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and they're certainly going to give Alabama fits this year. And I would love to see the dethroning happen. Uh, so they're absolutely contenders and are likely to make the four as long as their one loss is in conference or in conference and towards the end of the season, especially. I think they're going to do really well. If their loss is conference championship, especially, they're in. Oh, 100%. So, I mean, you'd have to have no loss Oregon and Oklahoma teams to keep them out. Yeah. That's what would have to happen. Um, And then to nobody's surprise here. Roll Tide. At number one. I will throw my microphone at you. You say Roll Tide on here again. Yeah. You know I'll do it. We have have Alabama coming in here. uh, Staying locked in at number one. Chrissy, why in the world do you have a scar on top of your forehead? I kept saying roll tide. What in God's name does that even mean? No, 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 that's my wife. <laughs> my wife. Love you. Yeah. Uh, if he comes home with that, Chrissy. I love I, you. Thank you, you for letting me do you this. You just heard him earn it. Um, wow. Let's talk about that another time. <laughs> Not right now. Um, no, I, I, Alabama is the odds on favorite and should be because they're awesome and I hate them and they are uh, likely to repeat. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Obviously, Grant, you were gone last week enjoying life while we were here doing work. But um, this is work. This is fun. Well, you know, <laughs> work is work regardless, even if you enjoy it. But, you know, I, I can't remember if you picked Bama versus the field as well. But I think there's a reason why we had that. Would you rather take yeah. Alabama or the field? And I, you know, Bama just doing Bama things. Yeah, so, it, Georgia looks like the best chance. Yeah, it's the I, best chance we got. People. I would love a Georgia versus Let's Alabama go, game. Georgia. Personally, I think that yeah. would be if I'm looking at any matchup that I would want to see sure. at the end of the year. It's Alabama and Georgia. Uh, Oklahoma would also be a good matchup. I would like to see that, but the drama I think is more there when you're like Alabama hey, versus Georgia. SEC, if you could just do us a favor. And beat the living crud out of each other this year. How awesome will it be one day over the course of our lives when it gets to the final four in college football? And and there's no SEC football team there. When I'm 97 years old (laughs) on my deathbed. Dude, it'll be great. And Nick Saban's 180, still coaching. Yeah, coaching. So to run it back, Alabama's a contender. Georgia's a contender. Oregon is currently a pretender. Oklahoma is a contender. Iowa, pretender. Uh, Penn State, contender. My boys. Texas A&M, contender. Cincinnati, pretender. Clemson, pretender. Ohio State, pretender. And I like both those Michigan teams. Uh, Watch them. There's a reason we skipped over a whole bunch and went to them. Uh, You got a whole bunch of teams that are going to be in the middle of that pack no matter what happens. Both Michigan and Michigan State have the schedule to propel them, in, not just into the top 10, but in the, in the top five conversation. And uh, you got to certainly like uh, Michigan State, especially uh, getting that big road win this last weekend over Miami. So yep. uh, that's where we're at right now with college football. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to Grant as we move into fantasy football updates. Grant, how'd it go this weekend, buddy? I genuinely don't know, but you just started <laughs> laughing, so I'm assuming it didn't go great. I, 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 it's awesome. It's awesome. Just you wait. It's awesome. It's awesome. I have, awesome. I have four teams. 
Went two and two. Okay. So I also went two and two last week as well. So I didn't get any better. So the the funny thing I have, so I'm in a league. I mean, we're in a church league, and I'm in this thing that that Matt has. It's like a tiered league. So I'm also in the B league. It's ABC. Yeah. And so I end up playing the same person in the B league and our church league and our and our friend Jonathan. Oh yeah. And in the B league, he had Derrick Henry. Oof. And so that was rough. Yep. And he also had Gronkowski. Yep. Who got two touchdowns. Um. And then in the church league, he had Aaron Jones. Uh-huh. Oh, that was brutal last Ooh. night, man. Yeah. Jeez. And I was gonna win Did that he game. He only he only ended up winning the church game, the, the church league by like six points, six or seven points. Cause I because I had like a 70% chance to win because he had Aaron Jones. I had Robert Tanyan, I think, left to play. Yep. And and it all, and also I think DeAndre Swift. And so Tanyan got in, whatever. Um, but yeah, so that that did not pan out in the two leagues that I'm trying to be more competitive in. So in both of those leagues I'm competitive in, I'm 0 and 2. And in the Ouch. leagues and in the leagues where I'm just kind of having more fun, I'm 2 and 0. Um you, you heard it here first uh, folks, uh, Grant's not good at fantasy football. I am good at fantasy football. I have bad luck. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah, that that's pretty brutal looking at those. I yeah. uh, I was able to in my main league, I uh, I just moved into first place. I I got 186, dropped 186 to 136 on my buddy Todd. R.I.P. to your fantasy football yeah, season, buddy. Um, that's a that's a hard hit. And then uh, pulled it out in uh, two out of my other three. Got 130 to a 107. Um, it is worth noting I was beating eighth place teams in both of those. Uh, and then uh, I I'm gonna say it here, and it'll get brought up at tomorrow. I'm sure. Um, my boss, who knows nothing about fantasy football, <laughs> beat me. No Ooh. way. He, he did. Dan's dandy team. Dan's dandy team, because <laughs> he doesn't even know how to change the name of his team. That's how good he is. Uh, did get me. And here's here's the honest truth of why uh, is uh, Jared Cook, who uh, Stone Hands McGee. Stone Hands. I uh, got th- five targets, only caught three of them. Um, I lost this game by less than a point. Ugh. Oh, I'm looking I, at it. I oh, had, oh, I had, and, and he did have Cooper Cup. So he had Cooper Cup. What was his other big one? He had one other one. Mike still, Evans. Yeah. He had Mike Evans and in that one. That was 20. Game. No, I had Mike Evans. Oh, wait, I'm looking at it wrong. My bad. Yeah, look at, look at his. That would be helpful. So he had Cooper. Yeah. He had Cooper <laughs> Cup. Uh, Damien Harris played well. Yep. Uh, Chris Godwin played well. Yep. Godwin got 14. Yep. Harris got 16. I guess I, there's two well, Harris. And, and he, he has Najee Harris, too. Well, and he has Mahomes. Yeah, so we got twenty five out of Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, he had a, he had a good week. I had I have cousins, Adams, Jefferson, Chubb, all had solid games. Swift was doing trash until the end of that game while Goff started passing it to him. That last one that he missed, uh, that was thrown just ahead of him, oh, that was a, the game. Ugh, so I I literally went no, yeah, and I knew it to, right then. Welcome and there. to losing games because of Jared Goff passing. Yeah, yeah no, that was brutal. <laughs> I also did sit Henderson in this league uh, for the second Oof. week in a row. That was it was either Swift or Henderson. Well, yeah, and, you uh, take- I lost it all, probably on that. So that's on me. Uh, but overall, I mean, I'm still feeling pretty good. I am currently uh, seven and one uh, on first two weeks. Nice. Um, I don't really want to talk about mine this week <laughs> um, because the league I care about the most, my 14 team you're, you're money league. Uh, I put up 87 points Oof. in a yeah. full PPR. <laughs> um, <laughs> so 
Dak Prescott Rude. was my quarterback, who had Ouch. a great week for me in the eight first points week. somewhere on there. That's Seven point four yeah. eight points. Mm. Um, Delicious. Uh, I had Scary Terry in that league. He's on IR now. Yep. Uh, wait, no, no, not no, no. In my other league, I did. I I was thinking of Jerry Judy because I was oh, yeah, yeah yeah I was looking at my other league and read Terry McLaurin, but uh, Jerry Judy's on IR. Um, <laughs> My my highest scoring player, not surprised, was Travis Kelsey. But other than that, nobody did anything. Uh, I had put uh, Jalen Rager in uh, at my uh, wide receiver, well. and he put up two and a half. Yep, Ni- so Niners shut down that. Joe Mixon game. had eight points. So yeah, Mixon had a my, bad week. My buddy who I went up against only put up 112, and I still got destroyed. So. Yeah. So in yeah. in our in our church league that we are all in. That first week, I only scored eighty-two points, yeah. and then, right. and so, and I scored only one hundred and one today. So I'm in last place in our church league, zero and two, with only one hundred eighty-three points. Yeah, I, I, I don't even think I cleared one hundred in one league the first week, but got the 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 W. Um, noticing a lot of low scores in fantasy so far. I think everybody's kind of sifting through yeah. who the real number ones are going to be as far as receivers. And which running backs are going to be more consistent, relied upon? I mean, there's the no doubters uh, for sure. The you know the McCaffreys and the Kamaras and the Cooks and the Henry, of course. Um, but then you're trying to figure out if your guy's a touchdown boomer bust like Carson uh, or Jacobs was hurt this week. Yeah, um, yeah. you know that kind of scenario. So I uh, hold on, people. Uh, it, it's coming. I will. I will say uh, if you are like me and you've been sitting uh, Henderson, don't do that this week. Um, and, uh, if, if you have, uh, the one thing I wanted to bring up, because he's questionable though. Uh, yeah, he is. Um, but, but your Rams like to also tack on questionable tags to literally like half your team. Sometimes I've noticed this about your receivers and your, yeah, but he also got his ribs brushed yeah. a little bit. So he, we'll he's, he definitely has some bruised ribs, which we'll get into here. In but shortly. I will say Jameson and I had one conversation on Sunday and I'm going to talk philosophically about fantasy for two seconds and say, uh, Jameson has Tom Brady and he has Lamar uh, Jackson. So, uh, right. He was Lamar Jackson. And so going into this weekend, Tom Brady is facing uh, Atlanta, who sucks on fire. Um, and, you know, Lamar is going against KC. And I asked the question, I said, is the Honey Badger playing? And at that point, we did not know. Uh, I think when we were having the conversation, yeah. I go, I. I'm 100% that if Honey Badger's playing, it's a question. But if the Honey Badger was not playing for Kansas City, uh, Lamar Jackson is the guy you start. And that's not to say that Tom Brady's not going to throw three or four. Uh, he, he did. Through five. Uh, through five. So, um, but Tom Brady with five touchdowns does not overtake in points in almost any league, depending on structure, but in Yahoo!, Standard ESPN, NFL standard, fantasy pros, all of that does not overtake what Lamar Jackson does on the ground. And we got to remember that that dude is going to get you 220 yards passing or whatever. I think that's around his average. I think he's like 220 yeah, he's to 230. Only 250 like four times in his career. Right. So, but he's, he's around the 220 marker often. Um, he's going to probably get you one or two in the air. That's fine. So he's average there but he's exceptional on the ground. And again, he picked up uh, just on the ground this week. Remember those touchdowns count for more and they love running him in the red zone. Mm -hmm. Uh, He picks up 22 yards just on the ground. 
and then gives you his quarterback points. I firmly believe that if you've got Lamar Jackson and someone else on your team, unless that defense is, I'm just, I'll say the Steelers because they, they clearly can shut down quarterbacks. You start Lamar Jackson. I don't care who your quarterback is because five touchdowns and nearly 300 yards or around 300 yards from Brady doesn't overtake what Lamar does on the ground. And that's weekly. That's game in, game out. If uh, the two t- first two quarterbacks off the board should have been Mahomes and Lamar in every league. Uh, and I firmly believe that with Allen coming as their third because he's going to score touchdowns, about- not get near the yards. Mm. You look uh, at the points. Kyler. It, I am looking I, at no, points. No, no, yeah, it's fine. Ky- Kyler's, Kyler Kyler's number four. Kyler's number four that should have been drafted. I'm talking about drafted. Like That's before what the should season? have happened. Yes. Oh, okay. And if we're and if you're in and and Kyler is not going to face some of the defenses he's already gotten. I mean, yeah. Minnesota is full of one year contracts. We talked about that. Right. Um, but uh, you know, there's gonna be when he plays against the NFC West, which is remember half his games. Uh well, sorry, it's six of his games. Um when he plays those games, that's gonna bring those numbers down. The yeah. NFC West is not giving up what the what Vikings are. I just philosophically believe that when you've got the double threat that Lamar is game in and game out, and I'm speaking towards one player, you've got to start him. And I will put, I will put him up against, and I'm dead serious when I say this, if you for some stupid reason have Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson on the same team, I will start Lamar Jackson because you're going to get 20 points on the ground. And it's not insane. It's not stupid. Just look at the points at the end of the year. Kyler's getting them right now. I mm-hmm. get it. He threw a ton of touchdowns. He also scrambles and gets 40 to 60 a game. That's more his range. But literally, this dude's going to run for 12 to 1,300 yards. He's going to pass for 3,500 to 3,800 yards, and he's going to throw 28 to 32. I'm giving him a few extra probably over the 30 marker just because the extra 17 game. games. Yeah. yeah, but that's what he's going to do. So he's going to put up good quarterback numbers, not great, and then he's going to put up good running, running back, back numbers. numbers. Yeah. So... It's it's double whammy, guys. And just philosophically, if you've got them, start them. Don't doubt it, even against certain defenses. Take it to the bank all year long. He's healthy. Go. Yeah. And I would normally do the same thing. But this week, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do Tom. And if there's any team just from like a psychological standpoint that I think Lamar is going to struggle with, it's going to be Kansas City because there was the whole... You know, in case you missed it, that every other graphic was kryptonite of Kansas oh, City yeah. versus yeah, yeah, Lamar. Yeah. So I was like, there's a game where I'm going to try it. This team got all drafted yeah. for me anyways. Yep. Tom Brady's been on fire. But yes, I agree. And maybe not from like a like always winning every game as far as like a football team perspective. From a fantasy perspective, those rushing yards are just way too valuable. Running, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson could very well... Uh, finish the year as the top three point scores in fantasy football, depending on your league settings could absolutely do it. And it's just because of what the ground game gives you. So philosophically, just, just bend that direction all the time. If it's close, if you, if you have, and it's totally possible that you've got one of these running quarterbacks and then a Kirk cousins or a Matthew Stafford, um, or even a Tom Brady, like in Jameson's situation. Um, if you've got that running quarterback and it looks like those points are close, go with the runner, just go with the runner. Um, and, and don't, don't doubt yourself on that because you just got too many opportunities yeah. to score. Or if you're really banking on like a double up, like if you've got like, you got the receiver. Yeah. If yep. you've got like Brady and Gronk or Brady and you know, any, anybody from Brady that and team, Evans is yeah, a pretty Brady common and Evans, like then, you know, maybe that changes your outcome, but yeah. you know, 
Anyway. And also, speaking of Evans, we called it. He'd bounce back. Of course. Like, yeah. Everybody was, I saw some people like on. You, you know, know who didn't? AB. No, he did not. <laughs> he like I will points. say this, though. Um, from a non-fantasy perspective, just watching that game, I do kind of like the fact that like he's not being a diva about not being the center of attention in a game where there were five receiving touchdowns because they're just going to keep winning games. So yeah. It's a nice change of pace from like the football side of things, but obviously if you took him in fantasy, you're not really feeling too great about that kind of game. So. Yep. Um, so we got our Would You Rathers this week, and we'll probably breeze through this segment a little bit today uh, just for the sake of time, but I want to run through it. Uh, Jameson, get us started, and uh, we're going to play the game. You guys play along with us as we go. Would love to, as always, to hear your guys' case on stuff, so feel free to hit us up on Instagram or the email. We'll get you those in the description and also at the end of our time together today. So first one here, would you rather have the Bengals roster or the Bears roster? Rant. Bengals, Bengals, I'm taking Bengals because I mean, I mean, even Joe Mixon called them the fearsome five. You got Burrow, you got Joe Mixon, then you got Boyd, Higgins, Jamar Chase. Oh, he was gonna say it. What? I I don't like Jamar Chase at all. Okay, well, no, I'm saying this is what Joe Mixon labeled <laughs> yeah, them the yeah, fearsome five. Yeah, no, so I, I agree. They got I, the young talent. I got they got the young talent. I mean, I mean, also, I mean, Jamar Chase is looked like the better receiver. Also, out of the, he has two touchdowns. I like Higgins. And, Right now, I like Higgins. Yeah. Okay. Of the three, I mean, but, Boyd, Boyd seems to be getting the shaft right now for some reason. Yeah, like, he's so does. weird. Going into the season, you would have thought it would have been. He was Boyd. the number one. Yeah. It was just weird, but yeah. But no, I I I tend to agree with you, man. I I think I would take the Bengals roster just because the, on the offensive end, they clearly do have the young talent. Um, and like the, it, just the Bears' offense is the, so anemic. No, and I mean like Allen Robinson can't get more than six catches. Like I don't understand why in the world they're just not making the game about just, him. Again, does that change offense. when Justin Fields goes in? I don't think so. It it didn't this week when he it, went in. Exactly. So I mean, who knows? Like obviously Nagy is probably one of the three guys yeah. right now that's on like seat's the hottest hot. seat. So seats warming up a little bit there. Well, yeah, and I think too. I mean, they the, I and mean, in Chicago, their offense is never going to wow anybody, anyways. It's never gonna wow anybody, and they made like I mean, and their defense got worse. Khalil Mack. That, well, so again, going to the defense, that's one guy who we've seen. Obviously, he is good. Yeah. He's fan. He's a phenomenal football player, but obviously, we've seen he can't carry the whole thing himself. No, you can't. You can't do that. I mean, JJ Watt couldn't carry the Texans either. You know, it's yeah. it, you can't. A defensive end is not not gonna make a team. Uh, but I mean, Khalil's clearly their their best player. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But again, and I would so. I would rather watch the Bengals too, just yeah. because of that. So yeah, I totally. I would agree. I, I mean, yeah, the Bengals, the Bengals the Bengals defense has a long way to go, but yeah, I'd agree. rather take the Bengals. Um, we agree for today. Uh, number two on our list here: Would you rather kick a game-winning field goal or pull a QB? Oh, this is to win the game. This is so easy. QB sneak. I mean. Yeah, and you're and we're putting ourselves in the shoes, right? Like, so we're like, gonna we're gonna be might, the one kicking, or we're gonna be the QB sneak. Because I think I think for drama's sake, the stupid kick does look okay. But I'm also thinking dramatic. when, I'm also thinking when of, we went to the Super Bowl because of Greg Zerline kicking that field goal. That was like the happiest I've ever been, and also the most my stomach has ever hurt. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So for drama, it's awesome. yeah. Okay, but 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 here's the thing: are we are we like are we do we? So with his question, is it would rather is like. Would I rather? Would you rather? Would I'd you much rather, rather do, do the QB sneak because I think I could I could do a QB sneak as opposed to kicking like a thirty yard field goal. I can't kick a thirty yard field goal. I I can kick a thirty yard. So wow, you you put okay. me up right now and I get ten chances. It's going in at least. Once. Okay, do you get but ten chances? No, 
No, but I'm just saying, I'm not an NFL kicker either, genius. Um, but no, I'm just saying, I know, like, I actually have hit in the last couple of years, I hit from, I think it was 39, my farthest. So, I mean, uh, hey, the Vikings might be calling. Yeah, dude, hey, <laughs> if you needed a guy to knock that 31 yarder in, those, I mean, I could have done it. I'm just saying, I, I could have. I am not a kicker. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have been able to honestly get the ball up high enough. No. Just being honest, it, it would have gotten blocked at the line. I couldn't do either of those things. I doubt it. I think Jameson could absolutely QB sneak. Yeah. Okay, I could probably punch it in. Jameson is definitely the just biggest and most athletic of the three of us. So, okay. and I definitely I, can I, kick you, it, though. You are the size of a lot of quarterbacks. You're six you foot, are like six Kyler Murray. Yeah, you were Kyler Murray's big brother. Okay. Okay. Like, are you serious? I mean, yeah, so I, I, I could punch it. I could follow a fullback. I could follow how, a right guard. How crazy is that? He's he's only two of five. You think okay, six two. Let, let, let's go. Like, uh, what's isn't Darnold like six three and like two thirty five? He's got an Maybe. inch on you and thirty pounds, bro. Yeah. And Jameson is not a small human. Yeah, this is why we sit in chairs and yeah, talk bro. about them, and they're uh, on the <laughs> yeah. field doing it. Yeah. Uh, okay, all right. At the end of the day, honestly, uh, I would rather kick the field goal, but I've always wanted to do that, so that's just yeah. me. I wouldn't because um, that if you don't, if you don't, you, you better you better hire security. That, get- that said, I am also very pro taking field goals out of the game, but that's another conversation for another day. Yeah. But I, at the end of the day, I, I do agree the excitement of like the drama lining up for a game when you feel goal, it's kind of hard to beat. But there's like something really gritty about like, we're going to go, it's fourth and goal. We're going to punch yeah. this in to win the game right now. Yeah, so. yeah, the QB sneak to win the game. I mean, Garoppolo had a, a QB sneak touchdown. I think I was trying to think of another quarterback that had one uh, this week. I don't know if Allen did, but I, I know Garoppolo did. Well, I mean, I it wasn't a up the middle, um, but Lamar Jackson did. Yeah. That's where he did the flip. But yeah, um, it's exciting stuff. It is either way. It is. Um, I think I might take the game-winning field goal just for overall drama purposes. You got the lead. Preferably, preferably in the. In I'm the not going for drama. I'm trying to win the game. So, um, you're you're adorable. We're just having fun. We're here. Okay, I'm, uh, to, I'm, I'm. This is serious to me. I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Would you rather pick Ohio State or Michigan in their rivalry game right now? Gosh, yes, got, and you got Michigan. <laughs> you got Michigan three and zero. It depends on where it is. Yeah, I don't know where it is this year, and I let's not put that in the equation. But that if that's the first thing I want to say is I think in I think in either team's house you win that game. I, I like the home team. Who's ever got the got that that that's would be my pick. Um, I think Michigan has experience on their side. I just think Ohio State's really young. This might be the year that Harbaugh finally gets it done. I think I'd take Michigan right now. I I would agree. How about you, Grant? Ohio State. To be different. Ohio State. <laughs> to be different. Oh taking Ohio gosh. State. Uh, because it's Ohio State. This, this is probably the one year in recent history that I would actually take Michigan. Yep. Uh, agree. All right. Uh, would you rather take the Nets or the Lakers to win it all? We're getting into some basketball Ooh. territory right here. Right now? With I, those rosters? I, I could do a whole podcast about this, but I won't. Or we should. We will get like so there. We'll get there. It's uh, right around the corner. I'm so excited for basketball season to talk I'll, about this. I'll take this one first. I, I mean, roster wise, uh, I'll take the Nets at the moment to win it all. Roster wise, so for those of you, I'm just gonna say that w- want um, more disagreements. Basketball season, yeah, we're oh, Matt we're and I don't see us eye to eye in ba- during basketball. No, we, we argue about basketball quite a bit, but I, I think the Nets roster top to bottom looks really good. The Lakers look old. 
And I mean, just being honest, I they they look old. The exception, there's a couple exceptions to the rules that LeBron is never going to be old. And then also Anthony Davis is not old. Um, but other than that, that, that roster looks old. Anthony Davis isn't old, but he's broken. Yes, there's that too. I, and you have Mr. Iron Man at point guard now. I mean, on paper, the Nets should win. If it was between the two of them, you put them in, in the championship right now, and we're going seven games, they should win. Yeah, but I mean, on paper, LeBron shouldn't have come back from a three-one deficit versus the greatest regular season team. I gotta take ever assembled. I gotta take the young. The <laughs> so until further notice, I'm taking any team with LeBron James. Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm the same way. You gotta put some respect on the King's name. I I do put respect on people who don't win championship games. I I absolutely give them all respect in the world. Uh, LeBron has lost quite a bit, and I think when he gets there, it's not a given. But if you also look at some of the teams he's pulled in there for I agree with that. no good reason. He's going to have to pull this one, too, because Anthony Davis ain't doing it. Oh, no. he's and, and LeBron James is going to be 37 years old. And I understand he does not age like Tom Brady and fine wine. Well, and he but, did. I mean, he did also say that ankle, the, that ankle injury. He said he said he's lost a step. He was also like a leading candidate for MVP this last year until the injury, as he is every year. So. Only... Because of his name. Because if you look at stats, I mean, they were across the board. They were handily locking in that first place in the West again, despite that. Yeah, winning games. I, I I totally understand, but like his his numbers are taking a dip, and he I I think it's pretty obvious we're we're coming to the end of an era. Uh, quickly, he's he's asking Carmelo Anthony to come play with him right now. Just, I will say this though: as much as I am not the biggest Russell Westbrook fan. It allows somebody else to just do a bunch of dirty work and let LeBron just be like, I don't have to do everything right now. I cannot wait to watch LeBron James yell at him on the court oh, I'm and put excited. him in his place. It's going to be awesome. At the at the same time, though, I also wouldn't be surprised to see Russ maybe just like actually for once like <laughs> I, take a role. It's it's well, the Tom Brady syndrome. Okay. I, LeBron James. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we'll Russell see. Westbrook is. A I think there's a level of any persons. I, I genuinely don't believe he is. I, I think that think guy what? is. I think Russell Westbrook is no respecter of any persons, and I think he's the the biggest ball hog in the NBA. And the dude can't back it up. Like, just look at his this averages. Obviously, so, with shooting, but you also this, have this, Rondo this our, back though. Okay. As much as they butt heads, Rondo is also a guy that can check LeBron. I think there's a lot of people that can check each other on that team. Because of LeBron can check status. anybody. Don't get me wrong. So LeBron could look anybody in the league and be like, "Shut the heck up." I get that, but Russ doesn't listen to anybody. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, here's the thing that I and I think this is a big this is a big thing that Matt and I disagree about is is Russell Westbrook because I'm like, if that dude has a champ, the only thing he's missing on his resume is a championship. He has a championship. He's a top five point guard. No, he's not. Nope. Yeah, he is. No, he's nope. He's five. No. Nope. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. No. Okay. Disagree all you want, but no, what is, what, we'll, what is we'll he missing? Case, we'll build. What is he missing besides well, the championship? Uh, the ability to close games, the ability to make shots, uh, the ability to make clutch free throws, the ability to play with other people that ma- and make them better. Um, I mean, like genuinely, dude, like he is the biggest bull hog in the NBA. Do you not remember the death stare from Kevin Durant? Do you not remember who know blew the up stare. the thunder? Do you not yeah. remember the reason that Harden no. and and, uh, the, the and reason Kevin the Durant up, yes, did not play together any longer? Also, was because Kevin of Durant, him. 
Also, Kevin Durant isn't the easiest person to play with. So the two of them together, it's not just, it's not a Westbrook because the Thunder blew up. Kevin Durant he was is one of the top Russ. three players in no, the I, I, NBA. No, I'm saying that. No, I'm how, how can you? How I'm can saying you, that Kevin Durant also isn't a, 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 isn't kind of a difficult person. Saying, Are you I don't know. I mean, he went to Golden State, which they was already fit in a just unit, fine, and, and, it was and they just, dropped. And Curry even took a little bit of a step back to allow that to happen. Yeah, no, 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 and, no, and, no, no. And but here's I, my case. No, here's my case for the top five thing. He's never been a top five player in the NBA, that's and not I'm not going to put him in top five. I don't in care that he has an MVP because I would agree with that. Uh, top five ever? No. Dude, every year there are five guys better than Russell Westbrook in the NBA. Straight up, maybe a top five stats guy. I sure, just, but triple doubles come to you when your team literally boxes out and walks away from the ball. That yeah. dude's not an elite rebounder of a guard. No, Stephen Adams not, used to I'm sit saying. there and literally Clear build a wall, and <laughs> oh, they would yeah. just let the ball drop yeah, down yeah. from the rim after a, a free throw. Which, by the way, go look at the percentages that Russell Westbrook has in terms of rebounds and when he gets them. You would be amazed at the amount of them that come on boxed out free throws. Um, oh yeah, no, he doesn't I know that. get contested right rebounds as a guard. But I, the game was built for him to get those numbers, and they positioned him so that he would get those numbers. They put three bigs in at times so that he could pass the ball down low and get easy assists when they're up. It's freaking obvious what they're doing. Russell Westbrook is not a top five player in the NBA right now, and he never has been in a single season. That's why he's not a top, top five, five point, point guard goals. ever. He won't do, ever do sniff you, it. Do you remember when earlier in this episode, Matt said that he loves when I get upset? I love it when you lose your mind and say insane things um, that we hear on ESPN Hot Take Monday morning trash. The I the I, or the the I repeat. You said uh, no. I'm saying you say insane things like Russell Westbrook's a top five point guard of all time. No, 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 I'm saying if that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if it wouldn't matter because he's going to win it with LeBron James, and everybody knows that you demean these championships. So, that are one when you go to another team to get one at the end of your career. Yeah, and that's... A, 100%. Sure. So he didn't go and win it with Harden and Durant back in the day. He had a chance he had with to go, again. He had to go get booted <laughs> off close, a couple close, yeah. of other teams and then get pulled into this one because nobody else wanted him or his trash contract or the fact that he won't let anybody else touch the ball just to get one. I'm just saying he, he won't have, quote-unquote, earned it at the end because LeBron, the GM, put that team together and invited him, knowing that he has a certain skill set if he can keep his mouth shut, to play a part in getting that championship. They yeah. win it, it's because Anthony Davis stays healthy. So, and I'm taking the Lakers. Real quick. It's fine. I'm taking the Lakers too. Um, <laughs> real quick, you talked about real quick, you talked about LeBron's numbers dropping off. Mm -hmm. He averaged 25 points, mm -hmm. almost eight, 8 rebounds, almost 8 assists. All right. I know you're holding. I know you're holding Sports Reference, right? No, I'm on ESPN. Okay, so let me. You're looking at. There you go. I looked at last season. Yep. Because because you said last season his stats dropped. So off. last last year, I uh, and I'm I'm looking at the same thing you are now. I just grabbed Grant's phone. I <laughs> uh, he has the fewest minutes, fewest field goals attempted. I uh, he has the. Uh, so one that makes it more right efficient. That's Hold on one sec. He is a uh, he's. In the middle to the low end of his three point percentage, he is in the he attempted the fewest free throws that he has attempted in his career, and is still uh, averaging twenty five points. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I uh, he I uh, he dropped. I uh, in th this is a uh, one third 
of his uh, normal average of offensive rebounds per game. Uh, he dropped in steals and defensive efficiency all throughout the season. 25 points per game is the fewest that he has averaged uh, since the first year of his career. Yes, that is drop stats. But again, if you're... I understand it's 25 points a game, but I'm saying he's dropping. He's declining. That was the worst statistical season that he has had since his rookie year. But, I, but again... Well, the... the- the key LeBron stat for yeah. always has always been like he's a twenty-seven, seven and seven guy, like career. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. So and, and, and rebounds are there, but the other stuff is declining. You're watching, but he's also changing the way he plays the game as a point guard from a passing perspective. Obviously, you're going to lose yeah. some minutes. You're going to lose some defensive impact. They're still one of the best. Yeah. Uh, at least last year, we're like the best defensive team of basketball. At least top three. Yeah. So in the regular so season, let, let's just look at the at the way he declined from the year before. So this next year, I expect him to be about 23 points a game, 23 and a half. And, I, and, and I'm just saying it's a decline. I'm not saying it's everything. But I also say what I'm seeing in there is he's turning himself into a shooter because he's also taking less uh, free throw attempts per game than he ever has. And he's going to continue to do that um, if well, he makes himself because into more not, and more he's not, of a he's shooter. Not, he's not driving to the basket as much. Right, because he's, he's getting older, because he can't away. do as much. And he's making sure that he elongates himself over the course of the season. I also so, think he's an aging know player doing that. Less. He is approaching Kareem's scoring record over the next coming years. So that's yep. something he's definitely going to face. Well, and also he only he's two played, years out, right? He, he's About got two, a, two a, at least a couple of years where he's got to average, not including playoffs, at least twenty three points a game. Dude, yeah. basketball Ish. basketball reference has him labeled as point guard the last two seasons. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. No, but yeah, he only played forty five games I have last him in year. Fantasy, he's a cheat. Code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know he was. He sat quite a bit. He he, he took a lot of rest days, and then obviously had the injury, some small, the, ankle injury. The, the ankle injury but that was. Uh, anyways, so. we're getting See? derailed now because of NBA, which again, don't even. <laughs> I, I'm stuff. the one that's having to stop this the, conversation, and I don't even yeah, want to. The, N- the NBA is the the hypothetical land, though, and that's oh, why so it's fun to talk. I about. will say this though: I have some fun stuff. for You NBA. get rid of Kyrie, and you replace him with a guy like Ben Simmons. I probably take the Nets. Ah, well, I don't think he's going to. That's a different. People yeah, are saying he's going to retire if that happens. So that, right, we'll have to get some, to Ben Simmons here really soon too, because uh, yep. Ben Simmons, by the way, is refusing to play Which, for Philadelphia. When Ooh. we get to our very last thing for the day, I'm actually probably going to mention that. A okay, bit, cool. So. But our uh, our last, um, would you rather hear? Would you that rather wasn't the last one. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> should have been. This one's going to be like I have no comment. Which is, do you take the Dodgers or the Giants right now? Uh, mm. and and we're in the win it all uh, version of that question. Um, which they're just one's as hot as the other. Giants cooled off just a little bit. They lost a three nothing. But the they've other, also locked night. in the playoff their playoff spot. Yeah, they're already so there locked isn't in. as much of an urgency. Dodgers are locked in too. Yeah, they there's, both are. They both are. So there's not a crazy amount of urgency, but they are fighting for uh best record, uh, which will get them home field advantage throughout yep. the playoffs and the division, which is the other trigger to that. Because um, if so, you can, if you can send the Dodgers on the road, you can beat them. Yep. And uh, and that that is the thing that they've shown. So uh, I like the Giants just because they're a better road team, and they're hitting the ball like crazy. So right now, that's who I would take. I mean, yeah, I can't I can't really argue with any of that stuff. I mean, all those stats say that the Giants can do it, but I mean, I, I mean, if if it comes down to those two teams, you know, facing each other in the playoffs, I mean, that's anyone's. That that could right. be any team, like you know, because I mean, the Dodgers could steal a game from at home the Giants stuff. So I think that I'm probably going to have to go with the Giants as well, just because there's nothing that I can, 
there's there's nothing that I can point to in the Dodgers that say that that the Giants can't do better. Right. And even if it's just a, a slight a tad bit, which I don't think it, the margin is very wide at all. But I was I probably should just take the Giants because I don't see the Dodgers doing anything significantly better than them, but yeah. not necessarily worse either. Right. Right. No. Right. Yeah. And and I like I said I I just I like where the Giants are at right now. I think yep. that's the difference. Um, well, I want to move into baseball and just briefly touch on the playoff picture. I do a little bit more in depth today than we have uh, thus far. Um, right now, baseball's two best teams are officially in. The San Francisco Giants, uh, as we just mentioned, have clinched at least a wild card spot uh, and uh, did so uh, with a 9-1 to win last week over the Padres. The Giants uh, are still locked in a battle uh, with the Dodgers to win the National League West. I, they, again, going into tonight, that was a one-game separation. We mentioned that earlier. Uh, and they, those two teams have the two best records in Major League Baseball and are already assured a playoff spot. Um, and the uh, uh, Dodgers did what Grant's uh, team couldn't this last week and beat the Diamondbacks uh, to clinch that, by the way. Bro, that, that um, is, that's low. That's low. <laughs> Sorry. Um <laughs> The the only question at that point at this point is yeah which team's gonna win the division which team's gonna end up as uh, or face the wild card elimination game, um the the Brewers also clinched at Saw least that. a wild card spot with a six four win uh, just this past Saturday over the Cubs, uh, their magic number to lock down the NL Central crown is now three, the hottest team in Major League Baseball though is a team that is 12-1 in their last 13. And that is the St. Louis Cardinals. Yep. They have snagged the second wild card spot uh, this last week. In the beginning of this month, they lost four games uh, in a row. Uh, in, the, in September, they lost four games in a row and then went on that 12-1 run since. They have a three-game lead in that wild card spot over Cincinnati and have just 13 games left to play. They are quite literally in the driver's seat. A big reason for that push has been the trade deadline additions of John Lester and J.A. Happ as starters. Lester just won his 200th game of his career this week and is now 3-1 and one in nine starts, while Happ is 4-2. and two. They have solidified that starting rotation with Adam Wainwright, who is 40 stinking years old. Uh, and is 16 and 7 on the year. By the way, John Lester and J.A. Happ, not spring chickens. Happ's 38 and John Lester's 37. Um, they are absolutely on fire. Um, if you have to pick a team to do some damage in the playoffs right now that is uh, not part of the AL East in particular, uh, man, I would go right here. This is unbelievable what they just did to close out the season. I. Uh, so right now, uh, we're looking around and going, who can clinch a playoff spot next? Well, uh, the White Sox magic number uh, early this week, at least, was at four. Um, and the the rest of the AL uh, is shaping up right now. Uh, again, the AL East is seemingly kind of taken over. Um, both wild card spots, the Red Sox yeah. and the Yankees are in the driver's seats uh, and well, making currently the, the final push. Currently, the Yankees are actually ranked fourth in the AL East. Currently, because they lose tonight? Uh, I don't know if they lost tonight, but they have well, they have one more loss than the Blue Jays. So they both oh, Blue Jays right. and Yankees that's right, have eighty five right. wins, okay. but the Yankees have one more loss than them. So their win percentage is a tad lower. So so that means that the Blue Jays are currently sitting yep. in, and that's because so yesterday I, I forget this. Yesterday 
Blue Jays were on, Yankees were off. So that yeah, well, yeah, a, yeah, but the, the Yankees, the Yankees up. won. They beat the Rangers, yeah. seven to one. Yep. So yep. yeah, and and uh, Red Sox got the better of the Mets today. So um, those, but those three teams are really who's pushing for the wild card spots uh, in the AL. Um, again, looks like the White Sox are going to wrap up the Central, and Houston's had the uh, the West locked up for a bit. Mariners um, did so beat the A's five to two. So now oh, they have the same. That's they have the same record. They're eighty-two and sixty-nine. <laughs> so there's a chance we're going. We're gonna win it You're all. You're saying there's a chance? Yeah. Uh, not really. But that's where things are at right now. Just getting excited about that. Love watching what's going on all over Major League Baseball, and I love that. Uh, I, and, and I think we forget about this when it comes to the wild card. Is literally there's going to be two teams that make it in one of those spots. If you are the first wild card team, you get a home game. And you're doing literally just a one-game playoff. That's all that means for you to get into a series. Um, you know, so we're racing for that extra game to be played, uh, if you will. Um, but it, it's still kind of silly what baseball's doing. I hope they get beyond the one-game playoff at some point. I'd love to at least see a three-game series for that that last wild card spot, or for them to change some of the things they do with the playoffs. One game means nothing. It. I mean, it means everything to somebody. Well, it, it means yes, <laughs> but obviously. But I'm you're right to get an actual picture of the team uh, yeah one game is not one game is nothing and and baseball is certainly the most traditional sport that we have in this country i would just love for them to kind of open up and do a little bit more with the playoff structure I mean, it won't happen another conversation for another day i uh, grant i we are at the point of pick em tonight as we're coming to a close here um i know we were gonna try and do uh up are we ready to do update tonight in terms of, we're gonna to have to get that to you guys next week on who's winning. It'll be a total shock to us, I think. I'm even forgetting who I'm picking half the time. In some of these games, <laughs> so I, I know, I remember if we go back through it, I remember them all. But um, I definitely, uh, I'm definitely trying to remember. I think, I think we were at, I think we had eight games last week, and I want to say that I was five and three. So I, uh, I remember, I in my head, that's what I had. So anyway, um, I know that. I I know that I didn't get obviously the Florida Alabama one and and uh, and I got a couple other ones wrong but it was still a good week but we're gonna do it anyway you guys do it along with us we're gonna update you uh, when we come into next next week's segment on this but Grant take it away man yeah so you can find us at it, it. oh we're doing pick I said we're gonna do that next week this we just so said. Grant doesn't listen to anything that we tell him ever <laughs> and he just shows up and starts talking into a microphone. Yeah. Grant, we're we're going to update them on where we're at with Pick'em, but we're going to do our Pick'em today, well, uh, the... which is in our rundown. Yeah, it's right here. Mm-hmm. Pulling it up. I've gone through so many so many different things, okay? Trying to pull up stats and all sorts of stuff, okay? Give me... Ten. Is LeBron James on the Pick'em? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm taking him. Yeah. He, he wanted to play for the Cowboys that one time. They're on the Pick'em. <laughs> okay. All right, so here we go. So we have Texas A&M ranked seven at number 16, Arkansas. Jeepers. Um, you, my go- I'm taking A&M here. I mean, we did say they were contenders. Yeah. But you know, any given Saturday. Any given yeah. Saturday. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take A&M too. Yeah. 
I, let's let's yeah. pick before Grant to force him into picking the other team. There you go. Let's to do lose that every time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm probably I'm probably gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a and M as well. I mean, yeah, they 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 seem like a legit team. So, yeah. So that's uh, across the board. Texas. Okay, then we have number twelve Notre Dame at eighteen Wisconsin. I'm going oh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin plays so good at home. I'm going Wisconsin. I'm gonna dig Notre Dame. Ow. This is like that stinking pick with the Chargers and the Cowboys last week. This it this is one of the harder ones for me from our group of pickums this week, but I also am gonna take Wisconsin. If Oof. anything, only because it's at home for them. Yeah. I, I yeah. I, I get taken home teams but, in any sport, so makes sense. But that one's close for me as well. Okay, so we got those locked up. So now looking at the NFL. Packers at San Francisco. I believe that is Sunday night football. That's correct on that one. I believe that's Sunday night. Yes. Uh, Packers at San Francisco. At San Francisco, one on one Packers. I I know this is going to sound good so homery of me, but I'm going to take the home team uh, because I I believe that right now these teams are as good as each other. That's what I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm just going to take the home team because of that. I I get that. Um, I. Uh, and this isn't me just being anti San Francisco, but I, I am going to take the Packers, if anything, just because the San Fran offense this last week looked a little stale. There's still some questions, obviously, with the running game. Not that that's how you're making your money right now anyways, but yeah. um, I would just be really shocked to see an Aaron Rodgers team fall to one and two. Mm. So... If anything, it's more me betting on Rodgers than it is against the 49ers. Wishful thinking. The yeah. Niners lose. And I, I agreed with pretty much everything when we were doing our initial, like, you know, what's our rankings going to be with all these NFC teams, blah, sure. blah. I still think the Niners are, like, obviously legit. I just think this happens to be one of the games that they're going to lose. It's very close, though. You gotta um, lose. You gotta lose some games. You gotta lose some games, and Probably we'll not, get we'll get to you're run the table. So. We'll get to another questionable one here soon for my team, and yeah. I I feel the same way about that game too. So, uh, but I I will take the Packers here. I think I'm going. I think I'm going Niners because they're the home team. I that that, that yeah. that's literally it. I do think. I mean, I'm not gonna be surprised if the Packers win. And yeah, me either. I'm not gonna be surprised at all. But I think I think it's just because it's the home team. If this was at Green Bay, I'm taking Green Bay. I think when yeah. this game opened up, the Niners were a three and a half on the line. I think okay. it's moved to a one. Yeah. Almost I, to a pick em, so And as I mean, no if I were a here. Niners fan, this would be a game where I'm like, oh, okay, if, if, if I, we're going to lose a game and it's the if Packers. If Mitchell was whatever. out, I might I might have picked, but I might have picked oh, the I would, Packers. I, yeah. I, I even might, might slide over if Mitchell was out. He's going to play. Yeah. But so, I, if he was out, I might yeah. have slid over too. Yeah. He's get that. quote unquote questionable, which I'll give us the quick yeah. injury. But I think I think for me, this is, you know, so. Um, uh, when Dan, who's our, our our pastor, he came and talked a lot of smack when the Seahawks lost to the Titans, and I said, "Talk to me when you play a playoff team." And I'm going to say that the Niners is, did just play play a playoff team because after watching after watching, I'm both, talking about last season, like a last season playoff team. Oh, that's dumb. Okay, that totally blows I, I the whole argument that I was just going to make. I, I also well, the Eagles I also are better this year than they were last year. Yeah, but I also don't think they're making the. I don't think the Eagles are making the playoffs. I think, I think they're, they're going to win with the Cowboys. I think they're. Gonna, I I don't think okay. they. I don't think they're have enough wins. But I think they can still win that division. Uh, the Cowboys, if they go up and down, yeah, uh, if if they do, I, if they, everybody pay attention. I will say the losses they just suffered on the line really suck. 
uh, that really sucks for the for Philly because they you have you're probably number two defensive lineman and number two offensive lineman. They they got hurt and are lost for the season. Yeah. But they controlled the line of scrimmage against the Niners, and I did not think they were going to be able to do that. Well, it, anyway, that being said, yeah, this is a real test to to the Niners to see see yeah. what they can do with a I guess healthier than last year team. Um, <laughs> even though it's looking like the same, yeah. it's, it's a look, different position. Yeah, it's just murdered. yeah. We're this year's honest, the running backs, yeah. not yeah. not not the D line. Yeah. But this is gonna be a real test of the Niners to see really if they are for real or not, um, which I think they can be. So taking Niners there. Next up, we have Saints and Patriots. This is an interesting one. And this is at Foxborough. Yep. Uh, so that's Saints that's a, I'm I don't pick against Foxborough very often, and I'm not going to today. I'm not going to either. Uh, Pats for me. Pats for Grant. I think Jameson. if the Saints had I, won, I think I would have taken the Saints. I think I might have taken the Patriots anyways. Just because it's Belichick and Foxborough. That and I mean, you know, Mac's been playing it's kind of smooth and steady. Yep. Their defense. He's not he's not losing them the game. Yeah, their defense is always going to be good and under Belichick. And so when you again, you flip it, maybe if it's uh on the road, which are they even playing in New Orleans right now still? Or are they still playing currently not? I think the hope was for the first October game. Okay. So, okay. I, I mean they're away for the twenty sixth, yeah. so the next game after that's supposed to be Yeah. Home. If if this yeah. were normal circumstances and it was a home game for the Saints, then I'm like, okay, rookie on the road in New Orleans, maybe I don't take that. But right now, yeah. uh, I don't think Jameis is like still slinging super hot, and I think Belichick might put him in a torture chamber a little bit. I'll, I'll just so. say I don't know who the Saints are playing for that first game in October. I'll just lock it in right now. They're going to win. Yeah, when they go home, re- they're going to win because that stadium is going to get violent. Yeah, they, after they, tragedy. Yeah, dude, they get violent anyway, and it's going to be awesome. Agreed. Okay, it's the next one. Bucks at Rams. I'll go last year. <laughs> uh, I'm taking the Bucks. I am too. Yeah, are you? I, I I am. I am. I and I can't bet against Brady. The, dude. I will say these are the, these are two of the healthiest teams in the NFL. Yeah. Um, but some of the most super. I think some of the most superstar talent. Yeah, superstars. I, I and and I think they are they are very much so similar in the way that they play all that um i'm not don't hear hear me this is a this is a 28 24 game for yeah. me um but i think the rams played a okay colts team and won by three after the colts quarterback went out that's why i'm taking the Bucks. i just think where they're at right now the bucks are obviously just better yeah i that, mean that's that's what i think we talked about this many times before. I still have the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But um, these are going to be two of, of the top teams in the NFC, I think, at the end of the year, in my opinion, anyways. And I think a lot of us would agree with that, um, even despite the rivalries and such. Uh, this is another game like the Packers in San Francisco where somebody's got to lose and it's not really going to change anything, I think, from like a power ranking perspective if one of these teams loses to the other. I'm going to pick the Rams. I don't know. I, I think we've played, uh, of the teams that everybody has played, I think you would say the Rams have maybe played the best team of the bunch. Not that they've played very impressive teams anyways. Cowboys, Falcons, Bears, Colts. Wait, what are you saying? Uh, Between of, who, who we've played the thus West. far. In the, oh, I would, say, I would the say that Minnesota and, and Minnesota and the Colts are pretty comparable. No, I, I'm talking about Buccaneers and Rams, who have those teams oh, played? The Cowboys. Bucks played the Cowboys and played them very close. And the Falcons. And that game came down to the wire. And then they yeah. played the Falcons, 
who so is kind of a dumpster fire. Yep. Is a dumpster fire, even though Brady did his thing. Um, obviously, the Rams playing the Bears. That's... Bears aren't that great of a team. Colts. It was close. The Colts are a better team, I would think, than what the Bucks have played. And I know it was closer than it should have been. At the end of the day, we have a blocker on a punt who's standing directly behind the long snapper and gives them a free special teams touchdown that swings that line quite a bit. Yeah, it does. Um, so the Rams' defense only gave up 18. Not that they have a spectacular offense. I This is going to be a barn burner, I think, because the Bucks' defense isn't what it was, especially from the passing perspective. Passing defense in the Bucks isn't it. Yeah. Um, and the Rams' defense isn't as stout as it used to be. I think this is going to be a barn burner, but I think the Rams will win, but it's going to be it's going to be a if the line was, you know, three and a half, I'm taking the under. This is going to be a close game, I think. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the next up, we have Seattle at Minnesota. Seattle at Minnesota. Um, I'm I'm a I'm gonna drop my hot take right here. You're gonna say this? Jeff's gonna lose? No, I say that Mike Zimmer did job gets fired after this, this week. week. Oh wow! I, I agree. They they have the talent to be winning these games. And not finishing. I, I think that Seattle is a better team for sure than Minnesota. Uh that played one of I think that Seattle played one of their what will probably be games season. Uh, I'm glad they got it out of the way now. Uh they I, always do that. And uh I They'll get it out of the way when they play yeah, us too. I, I so well, I, yeah. I think Zimmer's <laughs> job is on the line after this week. Uh I don't know that he necessarily gets fired, but it immediately puts him on the hot seat. I got I, I'm actually gonna take Seattle. Okay, I was going to say, maybe it's even a hotter take, but I think I'm going to take Seattle by a mile is what I was going to say, but I am pretty much in line with you. And whether it's entirely Zimmer's fault that he's on the hot seat, whatever, but there's not really an excuse with the team that you have um, to be doing this. If the kicker loses this one, that guy is unemployed. Forever. Straight up. And and at that point, I ironically, if they lose to a kick like that, that's a more painful loss, but I think Zimmer is less on the hot seat in that scenario than yeah. they would be if they just come in and lose and just get you know, Yeah. Yeah. Do you throw so. the kicker out there? Just save your own skin. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It's, it's like, sorry kid. It was you or me and it's you coach. It, it's, it's third like, down. We're yeah, kicking it. Third, <laughs> third and five on the 40. And they're like, they're question my coaching. They're really going to question yeah. your kick. kick. Yeah. So. I got the, I got the Seahawks as well. The Seahawks always bounce back after losses. Like they're, they have, Carroll does not lose yeah. two in a row very often. And at this no. point in the year, I don't care about playing Minnesota. Um, I, I think yep. that the Seahawks take that one pretty handily. Yeah. That's okay. the easiest one on then this Then here's what we were kind of mentioning a little bit earlier. Eagles at Cowboys. I don't know. I'm just going to have to... That's so kind of a flip of the coin. I think, that, I think it is a toss-up game. I think, again, what's unfortunate is the Eagles are going to come off this just tough loss uh, of injuries. Uh, tough loss at home, too, to the Niners, a game that they could have won. But uh, I think that this is going to turn the tide for a little bit uh, on them. And I think, while well, I still think the Eagles can, can beat any team in their division, I think they're going to lose this one at Dallas. Um, I don't see, uh, I don't see the offense of Dallas playing as poorly as it did mm-hmm. last week. Um, and uh, they've they've got. Uh, you don't see Dak Prescott not throwing touchdowns. I don't see that happening two <laughs> weeks in a row. For the sake uh, of my fantasy, so league, I I fan- yeah, I I will say though, man, that defense is tough. It is tough. They give up some yep. big plays to the Niners. 
um, and Jimmy got his yards. Um, but but for that offense, dude, only put up seventeen. It it was hard earned. That's tough. It was that was seventeen hard earned points by the Forty Nineers. It was a uh, by the way, a ten minute drive. Yeah. Uh, by the Niners that went Ooh. 90 something yards. Niners had two 90 plus yard drives in that game. Um, soaked that up the clock to win that game. But uh, for that reason, because the Cowboys can co- score quickly and effectively um, when uh, the scheme's going, take Cowboys. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Yep. I mean, they I think got... they're riding high off of a tough win uh, versus the Chargers. Yep. And I think that, again, they have the talent to just, even if it looks bad, they can. S- they can sling it with CD, Mark Cooper, get back in that game. You know, if they do go down a little bit. Well, for the reason of your guys's pickums, those of you listeners, uh, and I, uh, for fantasy football updates, stuff that you need to be aware of, we wanted to add something to the end of our show, and that is the injury report. Jameson's got that for us. All right, so I'm going to zip through these real quick here. A lot of these, as you're going to note, are going to be skill position guys, so we're not necessarily going to cover a lot of like the the linemen and, and some of those guys that have been going down with injuries. I just want to highlight a few key, especially offensive players again for you fantasy folks. Um, so I'm going to zip through these. Uh, Andy Dalton's doubtful. Uh, Bradley Chubb, who we talked about at the beginning out for the year. Uh, Jarvis Landry's on ICR with an MCL sprain. Amari Cooper, also questionable. Tyrod Taylor, that one hurts. Um, I like seeing him play. He's on IR as well with the hamstring. Uh, Carson Wentz, as again, we talked about is questionable with those ankles. Daryl Henderson, I would expect him to play, but he's questionable with some ribs. Uh, Derek Carr was also listed as questionable, another ankle thing, but I think we all expect him to play as well. He's going to go. He's going to go. Tua, uh, questionable with ribs. That one, he looked like he took a bit of a lick there. I still think he's probably going to play. A lot of these rib things you expect him to play, especially for a quarterback. They're going to get a shot and go. Yeah. Unless it's Uh, broken. I, I think he puts on the extra bulletproof vest and goes out there and plays. Uh, Big Ben was questionable with a peck. I couldn't remember if it was a left or right. Um, he's left. They're saying he's going to try and deal with it. If it was okay. right. Yeah, just deal yeah, with that. That's yeah. tough. I mean, he's, he's already having a rough year anyways, just getting up there in age, uh, not being super productive. I don't think many of you are relying on him for fantasy purposes anyways, but <laughs> he is questionable. Uh, TJ Watt went out with a groin. He is questionable. And then the last couple here that I wanted to note, uh, much to Matt's grin is Elijah Mitchell was technically questionable but we expect him to play that looked like just a stinger and then Trey Sermon was also questionable with a concussion so we'll see how concussion protocol Hope goes Trey in. Sermon plays because I, I don't know if you guys saw that play but dude when he he took off gets about 9-10 yards down the field and legit though I mean it was a sick gain um, first two guys that touched him helmet helmet there was a 15 yarder on that yeah. play yeah. Um, so. so that was his first run in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think one thing I want to highlight here with the Andy Dalton one, um, not that I am hoping for anybody to be hurt, but this looks like a window of opportunity for Justin Fields to kind of just yep. take it over for the rest of the year. Fields taking um, the. F- I would be interested to see how that Browns offense looks now with um, Odell still out and Jarvis also now being on IR. Uh, and Tyrod Taylor obviously was the one. That kind of almost sucked the most on this list just because you have a, a Texans team that you don't expect anything out of. All of a sudden, they're kind of exciting to watch. You kind of want to root for Tyrod. He's had a lot of bad luck recently, some really weird injury history, um, and and now he's out, and and that's just kind of a bummer uh, for him as well. Everybody else, I'm kind of expecting to see play here. So, um, you know, don't let that 
if it comes down to a fantasy thing, a lot of those may not impact uh, you there. Yeah, real interesting on the Browns one. They also cut Davian Davis, who had a really good preseason for them and was expected to fill in that Odell role. They He got suspended for the first two games uh, of the season. I don't know what that was for. Did not see the release on on the why, but, uh, but he was expected to come back and start and possibly be a big producer for them. You would have thought that after Landry going down, they would have wanted to hold on to him, but they cut him uh, yesterday after Sunday's game. Uh, let him go as well. So their their wide receiver room is really hurting right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, uh, and I'm just looking. Interesting to see what they o- even have in Odell, terms of depth. Nothing new. Just he's, it says he's questionable. Yeah, it says he's, he is still questionable. He's been questionable for the first two games, and they have him yep. at 53. Right, but uh, well, but but I mean again, I mean he he didn't become doubtful till like Saturday night. Right, so, so you might expect him to go this week, but again, without Landry for the foreseeable future, just would have thought they would have hold on to Davis. He he scored a couple touchdowns preseason, had a few yeah. hundred yards. I uh, looked really good. I mean, fortunately, they have a dynamic running game, so right. You hope you can kind of stay afloat there, but had that lead, yeah, um, not, not have to come back from behind. And does that start an interesting conversation with our tagline we've had of Cam Newton not having a job? Um. Does any job open up in, you know, the Texas uh, locker room mm. for a guy like Cam to slip in there? Does something open up? Not that he necessarily fits in the Indianapolis uh, offense, but does a position open up there for him to potentially slide in and, you know, at least make the roster? I don't I don't think he makes sense in the Indianapolis. I kind of talked think about so either. a little bit before, but, um, you know, bringing up the Texans, if Davis Mills goes down, that's their third round pick who, who went, I think it was eight of fourteen. wasn't super impressive for the Texans. At least kept him in the game. I think he had one and one. You know, uh, he had a pick and a touchdown. But uh, if he goes down, they have no depth behind him, and that might be an interesting spot. That's a conversation. Yeah, I think Cam Newton's wanting to take any job that comes available. By the way, if you guys want some great TV, go and watch Cam explain why he got cut from the Patriots. And uh, I saw an awesome YouTube video. I've never seen a human being more full of themselves in my life than yeah. cam going they weren't ready for what comes with cam oh my gosh i mean he had covid like 20 all plus minutes of awesome i'd be him a distraction just bragging about him. my oh, my my strong leadership you know they see me bobbing the heads of music on the sideline and they just don't know what to think and they don't know how to handle some of that and you're like you scored eight touchdowns last year yeah, bro. bro you just sucked <laughs> and, and i think two of them are jones yeah, is maybe probably better than you right now um i think that's why belichick did it i think belichick could care less what you do yeah. and more about uh, in terms of outside of the scope of the uh, uh the field you just need to and do once your you job do your job you're winning games <laughs> but that you play on that i team. will say it's the same the texans not a terrible fit for him not of, a bad fit uh, of the remaining options so no no it's it's a, it's a good mention well, and when, when you heard it here first original- folks maybe it'll happen well, and originally when he was cut, it was the teams that were looking at him were the Cowboys, the Texans. I think, I think the Eagles were on that list, and then maybe like another team. But the the Texans were one of those teams that were supposedly looking at, or you know. And you're not getting any Deshaun anytime soon, so right. Yeah. Well, looking forward to this weekend. I wanted to just finish it up with this segment today. Uh, one thing that I am looking forward to over the course of the sports weekend 
anybody hit me with what you are looking forward to before we exit. Um, this is something, and I don't want this to, to sound like a broken record, but I am looking forward to the NFC West matchups this weekend because we have maybe not so much with you know the Seahawks because we think the Seahawks are going to take that one pretty easily. Those should be a good, well, it'll be a good game for our time at least. Yeah, but um, with the, the two teams that I think a lot of people would take in the NFC West right now, the Niners and the Rams, um, I'm going to be following those games very closely. Those are very good matchups. These are teams that might even end up being the top four teams when we're in the playoffs, the four remaining teams in the NFC West or the NFC in general. Um, but my honorable mention there, as we hinted at at the very beginning of the show, was Ben Simmons. Um, I want to follow that as we get into the week, because for those who missed it today, he is absolutely not reporting to anything, understands the the fine situation that comes with not playing, you know, salaries not being paid for doesn't not playing, care. doesn't care, hasn't talked to anybody for a long time in that organization. It's the end of August. Yeah. So he's just full on not doing it. He's forcing like his way heard, I feel like we, we've seen this play out before. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting traded. Uh, yeah, that's how the but, NBA works. Um, usually guys that are forcing their way out are a little bit more valuable. I would love Ben Simmons on the Blazers, if we're being honest here, for Perfect the fit. right price. Uh, as much as I love you, CJ McCollum, I will mm-hmm. absolutely put you on the table bye for bye. Ben Simmons any day of the week right now. Um, but I will be following that kind of in the background as we start to approach training camp. And, uh, you know, we're only a handful of weeks out from NBA. Uh, Grant, what are you looking forward to? I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, I think I'm actually the one I'm really excited about is probably the the Bucks Rams because those are two teams that you know I think are are pretty close in terms of like you know their their overall talent like that. And I think I I, I don't know. I am afraid it's gonna be one of those games that's so hyped up and then it should be a blowout. One team is gonna come out and just oh, I hope so for me. <laughs> well, I'm sure you do. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, that's what I'm afraid of. But I, I think that's what I'm most excited about, um, mainly because I hate the Rams and I'd love to see them lose. But also, I think also to see a you know a good a good test for both of the two Niners and Rams because I mean they both have played. They they've definitely yep. been the better team in the in the games that they've played, yep. and so being to see what they're actually like, you know, to get a good a good feel of it because you know when you when you're a team that plays the Lions, you know, or you um you know you're you're you're, you're playing a Colts team that's kind of getting beat up by quarterback, some of that kind of stuff, but to get an actual test. So I, I, I just echo James in there. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, as big an NFL fan as I am, this is actually when you look at the schedule as a whole, probably one of the weaker weeks in terms of matchups, uh, just not as much fun, uh, when you go down the list. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Cardinals are at the Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's not a, that's not a fun one to watch. Trevor um, Lawrence is going to win it all. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, can you please get that done for us? Please, 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 please. Oh, my goodness. Please, I uh, it won't happen. Some crazy things <laughs> for a Jaguars win here. No, I I think uh, for me personally, I am, uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing my Red Sox are on a six-game win streak right now, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens between now and our next recording. Uh, with the uh, the Red Sox, they've got the Mets for a couple games, um, and then move into uh, you know some winnable series. They they got Orioles again coming up, um, which they just swept twice in a row. Um, so 
I'm feeling pretty hopeful. And and uh, so I was I was watching the game before it came tonight. I'll be watching every game this next week. Um, I I'm starting to feel better about where my team's at. So and we got two sale days between now and next week. And Chris Sale uh, should get us those guaranteed wins because that dude just doesn't doesn't take home an L, man. So. Anyway, that's our show for today. Uh, Grant's going to hit us with the socials and contact us uh, before we go. Yeah, so if you want to find us on Instagram, you can look us up at uh, sportsify.pod. Say that again, sportsify.pod. Uh, you know, send us DMs, um, anything you want us to talk about, things like that. We'd love to you know, if you're there. If you want to send us an email again with, you know, just segments, good things, good, you know, what ifs or all those kinds of things we'd like to cover. Uh, that you can find us at the Sportsify Podcast at gmail.com. The Sportsify Podcast at gmail.com. Quick shout out to one of our listeners. Uh, her name is Dulce. Uh, we are going to tackle uh, your question on the holding call and specifically what that is at the different levels of the NFL, uh, college, and high school coming up. And I want to thank you uh, for your input. And then, uh, we, again, we'd love to hear from the rest of you guys. What's some stuff you'd love for us to touch on, talk about, uh, and uh, pour a little bit more into. Thank you guys for listening. We will see how it goes this weekend. Cam Newton still doesn't have a job. Let's Damn. go.